Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Players Club Podcast, episode 60 coming at you, all nifty and thrifty and other things that rhyme with 60. Uh, today, uh, I am in Watkins Jr., also known as EJ Spun61, and I'm joined alongside two faces that have been on this podcast very recently, but now together at the same time for once, uh, or not for once, for probably the fifth, sixth time. In any case, welcome back, Al, for first off. How's it going, bro? <clears throat> What's up, young blood? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I, I've always wanted to say that. All right. I'm glad that we're making your dreams come true. That's right. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, well, besides Alamir, uh, another young blood that we have on here with us today is Graydon Webb once again, joining us from, I think, episode from the week before the week before. Uh, so welcome back, Graydon. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, I wanted to drop a little knowledge on y'all that the only thing that Prime Day has given me is that they sent me an email this morning that my Amazon Luna subscription re-upped, and I've never fucking used that thing. <laughs> and I'm kind of irritated that I had to pay, I think it's $8, for a subscription that I will never, ever use. Wait, so happy Prime Day, everyone. I like, was expecting you do a free trial and forgot. I think so. <laughs> I was expecting it to be this your intro to be something Bioshock Infinite related. <laughs> Based off of the last time you were oh, on. Oh God. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about Bioshock Infinite on this podcast or any podcast. Here's the thing, man. You can talk about it. You just have to have the correct opinion. Uh <laughs> I went, I'll have you know after that, I was I wrote to a friend of mine and I was like, hey, you you like Bioshock Infinite, right? And he was like it is an unmitigated masterpiece. Why? And I was, I was like, okay, good. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like being a hipster, a crazy hipster again. <laughs> and you know what? This isn't. This is one of those cases where it's not a crazy hipster thing. It's not a crazy hipster thing to like Bioshock Infinite. There's a lot of reasons to like Bioshock Infinite, but there's a very big, glaring issue for some people that just makes the rest of the game hard to swallow. Can you tell me, is that reason in connection to like the others? Oh, it's not. It's not in connection to Bioshock 2 or 1. It's something that just Infinite does that is like. Oh, I think I know. I think I know why. Does it have to do with uh, the Vox Populi? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Okay, it, I, know, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, to keep it as spoiler free, it, it oh, makes false equivalences that I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. A certain character in the game. That whose whose name begins with the D? I think so. I'm trying to remember her name. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're talking who about. Is who quickly turns on you? Yeah, yeah. It just like that felt kind of out of character and kind of like, damn. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's how that would have gone down in real life, but you know, man. What if, what if Bioshock? If, if that whole thing, like that game as it was, came out now. Oh my god, that would be like the most 8 out of 10 game. Every, literally everyone would be like, oh man, this game's really fun and really cool. But I can't stand this part right here. Holy shit, 8 out of 10. <laughs> wow. Like, that is what would happen, I'm sure, if that came out today. But uh, as much as I would love to relitigate the history of Bioshock Infinite, um, a game that, one of these days, I'll have a reason to talk about that game again. Because I will go back and play that uh, that DLC that I never got around to. Uh, but today, that day. Today, we're here to talk about some independent demos. The Steam Next Fest has actually just wrapped up 
earlier today as we're recording this. Um, and we played a lot of the demos. I still have a couple of demos that I'm going to play uh, if I can, if I still have access to them. Yeah, me too. Like a... I, I didn't know that it ended already. Like, I still have a few I wanted to try. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. With all these Steam Festivals and Steam Fest, they say, oh, it, the event ends at this point. But then a lot of the demos will stay playable for days, weeks after. Like the She Dreams Elsewhere demo from last year. I could still play that right now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, there's still going to be more that we're going to play, and I'm sure we'll talk about more. But I just wanted to go through, and it seems like we've played a lot of the bigger ones that we really, really were dying to see and try out. So uh, we're going to go through a lot of those in the back half of the show and just, you know, tell you what we're playing there. But uh, to start off the show, we're going to talk about just the regular old normal-ass games that we've been playing, like some full-ass non-demos that we've been hopping into and it is a smorgasbord of a lot of different shit uh so i'm gonna let one of you guys start off uh the what we're playing segment here at the top because i still got to do the housekeeping uh so which one of y'all want to talk about the game you've been playing this last week first could i go yeah please be my guest okay i have a uh an unorthodox one that i tried um this morning for the first time because it was so my Gamefly, I've talked on different things. I'm trying to wrap it up. I'm trying to get rid of it. But there keeps being games that are interesting to me, and I want to give them a shot. <laughs> and uh, the the one that I was surprised I got so fast was New Pokemon Snap. And uh, hmm. I I am not a Pokemon fan. I have touched a couple. <laughs> that sounds gross. I have <laughs> tried a couple Pokemon games. I've touched um, a couple Pokemon. Arrest them, <laughs> officer. <laughs> they they can't talk about it. But um, I I just haven't been a big fan of them, and I don't think I ever tried any of the other Pokemon snaps, but they always intrigued me. And there there was only one. Or okay, the 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 N sixty four, right? Yeah. Okay, then that's that's the one I guess I'm thinking of. I hadn't tried it, and um, this one is actually pretty fun in that it's just like i guess i expected it to be like this relaxing romp and in a way it kind of is but in a way it's also like really stressful how like frantically you're searching all around for pokemon on rails and yeah it's just like have either of you tried it i have not tried it to be completely honest with you but i have seen a decent amount of gameplay and i heard mm. kind of funny talk about it from joey so okay I got a uh, an idea of how it's like. Yeah, it's um I from what I've seen of the old one, it seems to be pretty similar. Um you're you're on rails, you're just going through these different areas looking for Pokemon. Um you get more points for having multiple Pokemon in a shot because you're you're taking pictures of them. Um and you you get more more points if they're doing something um something odd for the pokemon to be doing like sleeping or uh doing like a just like a special power i got like a four stars which is the highest you can get by watching a caterpie like do some kind of tornado thing with his mouth which is probably a special power that a caterpie has but i don't know anything about pokemon <laughs> um but like it was 
it was fun. Like you, you have a, a daytime level and you see a, are they called hoot hoots? The owls? Yeah. Hoot hoots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there was like a hoot hoot and he's in up in a tree, but he's asleep and I got like no points for him. And then you get to do that same course at night and the hoot hoot is out and he's just doing his owl shit. And then you get extra points because <laughs> he's doing owl <laughs> stuff. And um, it's just cool because like every time you go through, there's always something different. There's, oh, now the the swans are flying through the air or now the little beaver looking things are like building a house. And so there's like replayability on how to on why you should keep going back to it. Um, and then ultimately, there's like these legendary Pokemon that you're trying to find. And then you do and then you kind of follow it through the nighttime like and and try to get the best pictures of this one pokemon as he's doing his thing um so the there's a story to it it's kind of cute and it looks really freaking good like it, it's it's a gorgeous looking game and uh Let i mean i didn't play it game. yeah i didn't play it on hand held mode i usually that is usually where i'll play switch games but i was like no i'm gonna plug this one in and it looked damn good um but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I what? Okay, so there's a character in Pokemon Snap named Todd, who <laughs> is from the who is from the Pokemon like the original original like Pokemon anime. Oh, and uh, time has passed for that character. In what way? <laughs> so he was like he was like his episode, the episodes of of the Pokemon animated series he was on was sort of a commercial for the game. The N64 game, I mean. Oh, like the Pokemon Snap game. Yeah, and to the point where he like he, he was just called Snap. Okay, <laughs> very direct. His name is Todd Snap. <laughs> no, originally originally he was just like they released a, a cert, like like a, a VHS of a few episodes he was on and like there's some there's just some marketing with Pokemon Snap infused with it and he was like a kid and now in new Pokemon Snap he is an he's like an adult oh that's what you mean by time going yeah. on hot damn so literally this man has become a grown ass adult in all this time <laughs> yeah i just looked him up and I, yeah he's i i hadn't found him in the game yet but he looks very different <laughs> I, I think also, that is kind of a fascinating thing. Time does move forward in the Pokemon universe, apparently. <laughs> also, um, speaking of what Graydon inappropriately said about touching Pokemon, <laughs> hey, yeah, I, when you're who's out, call never them off. said it. Uh, in there are Pokemon games where you actually have to touch the Pokemon or interact with the Pokemon. Like there was Hey You Pikachu, which came with a microphone that you had to. T- oh like, yeah. Say like Pikachu, like just you were just talking to Pikachu. I vaguely remember that. Maybe it is basically for DS too. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good. That's a great question. I think that I, was. I, just, I have a it was like a memory mini game. of like rubbing. Yeah, it might have been a mini game. I have a vague memory of like a stylus going up and down Pikachu's back or something. Ew. Yeah, and <laughs> um, Pokemon, let's go. It, you literally ha- like. There's a. Ha- it's sort of like the. Uh, Mario 64 bit where you're but like instead of stretching his face like stretching his face or you're basically interacting with 
uh, Pikachu or Eevee, depending on which version you bought. Oh boy, well that's fun. <laughs> and because I watched a bunch of so much demo disc, let's just mm-hmm. say that watching s- certain episodes of demo disc has taught me to avoid doing certain things based on reactions. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a certain part where I where I'm not going to go into detail, but I just felt very uncomfortable. Mm. Like it's like me, the player felt uncomfortable, but the fictional character or a fictional animal. Oh, okay, that's that's a little bit strange. I I couldn't even put together what that could mean. Maybe I didn't see that episode of Demo Disc. <laughs> I'm betting. Hmm. I have to see well, what that means. It's just yeah, it's just one of those things where you no, know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> you were about to get into spoiler territories or just uncomfortable territory? Uncomfortable territories. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. We'll we'll leave that to people to just find out on their own. How about that? I'm sure people <laughs> will, you know, stumble upon whatever the hell that is, but hey, I guess the news that isn't super duper upsetting. Uh there's other games that we've been playing this week. Uh I will say though, Pokemon Snap, I'm interested in that game, but that is one game that I know like I say I, I don't want this to become the new nomenclature, but like in the same way that oh I'd watch that if it was on Netflix, I'd play Pokemon Snap if it was on Game Pass. I'm just not gonna pay what is it, sixty dollars for it? Yeah, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be worth sixty dollars, but <clears throat> hopefully it's one of the ones that like it's not a Mario or Zelda game, so it might go down in price someday. Um yeah. but uh but it was worth it for a little rental. Like I, I use Game Gamefly, I to either finish a game real fast that's quick, and this is like five hours, or because it's so replayable to get everything, I was like, you know what? I'll send it back. I'll work my way through the rest of it, and then someday I'll just buy it. So, mm-hmm. um, I would recommend it though. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Well, hey, yeah. I'll I'll keep an eye on it. Um. Damn, it would have been a good. I I would have had a great segue to switch over to GameFly because that's how I played the game that I'm talking about this week. But I want to hear about Al's game first because I feel like I know why he came back to this one. Uh, go ahead and uh, lay it on us, Al. Okay, so by the time this episode goes up, my reference will be completely like two or three weeks old. <laughs> okay. Depending on the episode, the way uh, the next episode will be. I mean, this one's probably going up tomorrow since we're recording it tonight, so... Okay. Well, the last two episodes of uh, The Bad Batch has taken place on Bracca, and Bracca is where Jedi Fallen Order, like, the begin starts at. Oh. Whoa. Like, I, I, on Twitter, I saw a bunch of people, a bunch of people who worked at, who work at Respawn saying, like, just react, just general, like, being floored that they're... Like something they created for this for Star Wars was used like as fast as it was. That's actually very impressive. <laughs> Good for them. And that that got me itching to try out the new version of Fallen Order, like the the next gen update. Mm-hmm. PS5 versions, all that stuff. Yeah, and my God, that game! That game is. I've said it before. I'll say it again. That is that game is me. Just. Getting under a nice blanket, maybe like with a fully charged iPad, reading comic books uh, of Star Wars. It's like a good comfort food game for you, huh? Yeah, and I just love that the like even like the that or I like I like how 
once you like if you've played like a, this may be my 10th time going through the game mm-hmm. and based That's on cool. 10th yeah christ all right i mean i respect what? it but holy shit wow yeah I should, well i i it's my first time playing through a new game plus <laughs> Wait, okay. You've gone through the game nine times without initiating New Game Plus? Yeah, like I played the game I played I played a majority Platforms? I played a majority on PC. Oh, okay. So I can mod different so I can play with it with like Cal having a Jedi robe. Hmm, okay. This makes instead sense. of a instead of a poncho. Hmm. And also have like just little tweaks, like have or the Order 66 music play during the menu, like, replace the menu music. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. And obviously, like, when my when I had PC troubles last, like, a year or two ago, I went back and was playing uh, Fallen Order on my Xbox One X, mm-hmm. and okay. unlike that version, that version of the game, mm-hmm. like, this has the, I mentioned this on the Miles Morales spo- uh, spoiler cast, the transition from gameplay into cutscene is like with Miles Morales, it's harder to tell. Yeah, true. Especially on PS5, it's really. It's yeah, that. But with this, it's it's sort of tr- the same, but slightly less than Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it being the case on the PS4 version back when I played it too. And there's also like. Like there's the fact that since I've played it so many times, I like at the first um the first dungeon of the game or the first proper dungeon. Yeah, I, I'm I hate that. That's it's the only part of the game I hate because it makes me feel very dumb. Is it because you've seen it so many times yet it still trips you up? Well, that's the thing. Usually, like when it, the first time I played for the first few times I went through it, it took me maybe twenty thirty minutes of like walk, running around the same area. Hmm. Okay. Earlier today, it was only like five minutes. Oh, okay, shit. Because like, getting better. It's it's basically a, a, like an air puzzle or a wind puzzle. Oh, okay. I know the temple you're talking about with the giant like gold marble. You got to push around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't realize that happened so early in the game. I thought it was like way deeper in for some reason. And I just got like I just like I I pretty much just. For whatever, like it was, it was raining earlier, so I just thought I was gonna put on my headphones, play the game, see, see if, see how far I can get without rage quitting, and yeah, it just that game is just. I really hope we we find out more about the sequel next next month. Hmm. Uh, no, right, I'm not. Right. I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting like early state. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say that's maybe, maybe that's pro- yeah, because that's probably like two years away. Yeah, at least I. If you get anything Jedi Fallen Order related uh, during be, this EA play, it's going to be, be a verbal. Like, it'll be a verbal, um, like a verbal, um, like here's the new title. Like that's yeah. the most I can expect. Yeah, or most I would expect. Yeah, but yeah, right. I, I'm not gonna lie with you because I, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast that much, but I am of the opinion that uh, Jedi Fallen Order, as someone who was interested in Star Wars, but never watched it, then watched all the movies to prepare to watch Solo, then put off watching Solo to the point where I still haven't seen it, but but was ready to see the latest Star Wars. What was it? Episode 9, when that uh. came out. 
And I was so excited for episode nine because I just watched all the stars and I was like very hyped up on Star Wars and Last Jedi really put a lot of ideas into my head that got me excited. Then they retconned all of it <laughs> and I just stopped caring about Star Wars forever after that. Um, so that was my history with it. Then I played Jedi Fallen Order when it came out, I think around the same time episode nine came out. Is that correct? Yeah, it came out. Uh, well, Fallen Order came out a month before episode nine. Okay, okay, so I wasn't let down by Star Wars yet. <laughs> Did it really? I thought it was the year before Episode Nine. No, 2018 was Solo. 2019 yeah. was um, Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it now. November 15, 2019. That movie I... can eat Oof. all the dicks. I mean, yeah. Someone won't be getting a job at ILM. <laughs> they can look here it. man hey they know what they did everyone <laughs> over there at lucas arts and that whole disney section of that lucas arts doesn't even exist did. anymore well, i mean and what did they but... have to do with the with the, with the movie look the game, you know what games vision <laughs> lucas oh yeah shit that's true you're thinking yeah, of Lu- lucas film yeah lucas film is what i'm thinking of lucas Ar- why don't they just call it all lucas arts because this aren't games oh. art damn it anyway um the real problem yeah, they, yeah, they know what they did with that movie. I, I don't feel bad in critiquing it. The real problem is J.J. Abrams. That's where I'm, it all went south. I, I, I don't want to just blame one person. I will bl- I, the thing that happened was they didn't have a plan, and they said, let's make these movies, and then someone fucked around and made a really good movie that went against everything Star Wars used to be, and they were like, fuck, now we have to deal with these repercussions. Or do we? And then they just writ- retcon everything. Well, it didn't so, help. Uh, it man. didn't help that Carrie Fisher passed away a year before. Like, cause apparently she went to Kathleen Kennedy and said, "Like, I'm having so much fun. I want to be like, I want a bigger role in the next film, which was mm. going to be, which is Duel of the Fates." Ah, uh, damn it! Like, there's a. I, I think I shared it in the in the in the chat. There's a like someone took the like someone took the screenplay or this the supposed screenplay and made a comic of it like a web comic hmm. and it is damn good shit if only like it, it fuses in all these different things like all these different things from the past of star wars like from the tr- original trilogy to the sequel tri- or not sequel the prequels yeah yeah even like the stuff from the clone wars hmm. shit okay yeah they're really getting into it huh well, hey, that that's just another alternate reality that we are not lucky enough to live in. But I don't know. I basically I brought all that up to say that uh, seeing all this uh, talk about Jedi Fallen Order and the uh, next gen upgrade and everything, it's making me look at my copy and it's making me think, hey, I didn't have that much longer to go for the platinum in that game. I've thought about going back in there scooping up everything getting the platinum and then just booting it up on the next gen just so i can get the double platinum like also that is yeah mm-hmm. the wookies don't look horrendous really <laughs> they look a lot better in the ps5 version or next gen I, i'm playing on uh series x okay yeah series x okay yeah and i need to get on that they don't look like nightmares oh thank god <laughs> they they did it was so weird because they looked like a mop texture from the PS2. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, so that's one good thing I'll look forward to. Uh, yeah, one of these days I'm going to go back and because I've heard the save transfer is only one way. So you can't go back to PS4 after you started on PS5 and vice versa. So 
if I do go for the double platinum, I'm going to have to finish it up on PS4, then transfer everything over to PS5. So I don't know. I got to I gotta make my decision, got to make my choice. But one of these days, if I ain't got shit to do, I think I'm going to go back and do that because that just sounds like a good time. And that game was fine. It wasn't game of the year, goddammit. it. And I'll stand, I'll die on that hill. But I do think it was fun. And I don't know. I've been, I wouldn't mind hopping back into it. But what? Oh, oh, what's up? <laughs> wasn't wasn't 2019 the year that everybody weirdly gave Sekiro game of the year? It's less everybody gave it game of the year, and it's more the game, game awards gave it game of the year. Yeah. And I think GameSpot did too. I'm looking at 2019 video games, and I think you're probably going to fight and say Control was game of the year. Oh, it was my game of the year. Okay, because I will looking at what what I'm on offer here. Let I will and let me not confirm that. I don't know if Control was actually my game. Oh wait, yeah, it was. I'm looking at my list now. Yeah, it was. All right, continue. <laughs> I will easily give Fallen Order my game of the year for 2019. All right. <laughs> Look at here's here's some here's some things that it's up against. Not to derail, but we had Death Stranding, we had Modern Warfare, we hey. had what. The campaign is good. It is good. It is good. It's a it's, multiplayer it, is even better. Yeah, it could be a contender actually. Um, Outer Worlds, which some people might put up there. Um, you had Resident Evil Two remake, Devil May Cry Five, Pokemon, um, Five, Kingdom Hearts Three. So like big games, but honestly, to me personally, not a lot of great stuff. Yeah, Disco Elysium. Um, Jeez, I'm just looking. Plague Tale Innocence. We had Anthem. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Days Gone. That's kind of up there, right? Days. Uh, I wouldn't say it's up there. That Days Gone of 2019 is what something like Biomutant's going to be for this year. I bet. Really? Yeah. Where Biomutant people, there is a certain section of critics that really hated Biomutant. But there's going to be like a couple people that it's going to be like, oh, it's like number ten on my list. Maybe wow. a number nine or eight, but like it's in the bottom, it's in the bottom tier of people's favorites. But I can see people having a soft spot for it because I'm that's how I feel about Bad Mutant. I can see that being my number nine or 10 game of the year time because like it, how... it has a lot of charm despite its flaws. Yeah, like how Google says, Peace, people also ask, Is Days Gone really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> so hey, sad. Shit. Hey man, right after I got done playing the game that I'm about to talk about, played a lot of Days Gone, and that game does have something to it. It is fun, and the characters are really good, but like, when the fuck does it end? <laughs> it's so long! I've been playing almost 20 hours, and I feel like I'm not even halfway through Act 2. And apparently, it's not even a three-act game, it's a five-act game. Oh, With multiple endings. Wait, pause. When you say multiple endings, you mean multiple points in the linear narrative where it could have stopped, or is there a branch at some point? Uh, there's a branch that's like, like choice based, right? Yeah. Oh fuck me! All right. Well, I'm only gonna see one of those branches because I do yeah. not have interest and, in playing this again. And I think your memory's bad in it because I, I brought it up on this, like on the show about how long it is. No, about the multiple endings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I probably forgot about it because i know you did bring you talked about this game uh at least twice on the podcast but i totally forgot 
about the multiple endings thing. The only thing I remember about the story of the game is anything that was in the Noah Caldwell Gervais video I watched about it. So like that's really where the bulk of my thought process is. And of course, Greg complaining about how long that game is. On isn't the there like, looking. isn't there like one canonical ending that's hard to get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the secret ending. Yeah. Yeah, you told me about that one. You you showed yeah. me a video of it. Yeah, basically sets up what the seat, what the a possible sequel for the game would be. Yeah, which sounded like so much more crazier than what Days Gone the actual game is. But <laughs> in any case, uh, speaking of some crazy ass narratives, um, I played this week. I played Black Ops Cold War, the latest Call of Duty in the Call of Duty franchise. A lot of Call of Duties there. Don't know why I did all that. Anyway, um, yeah, play some Black Ops Cold War. I enjoyed it. It was, you know, it's refreshing to just play a game and be done with it in like two days. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about every COD. Yeah, they they're very fast. Yeah, that that's like one of my favorite things about them. It's it's nice, easy, approachable games. Like I, I just beat Rift Apart in a single day as well. So I just like I don't know. I'm feeling real good about my ability to complete a damn game which, you know, I needed recently. So, um, yeah, Black Ops Cold War, It uh, if you've played a Call of Duty game, you've played them all to a certain degree. But this one's pretty interesting. It's I, I've talked about how I don't love the Black Ops games particularly because the Black Ops games seem to be just a very, very cynical and just a lot more violent than I feel like they need to be to make their point. And, and it just it kind of just turns me off in a lot of ways where I've played, I, I've already said it, but I've played every Call of Duty since uh, Modern Warfare 4 uh, or the fourth Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Uh, and for the most part, the Black Ops games have had interesting twists and stuff, but they either feel like they came out of nowhere or just make the story into a weird mix mosh of like, then why did I play the whole game if if it was all a dream or some shit like that, you know? Um, shout out to Black Ops 3, which was god-awful. Do not play Black Ops 3 campaign. Just, it's not worth your time. It's going to make you mad. Um, I think so, I yeah. said that once, mm-hmm. and Alan was like, oh, but it has this guy from something. Oh, the guy from Law & Order? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Maloney or whatever his name is. The guy, like the, no offense, but like, he's like a LGBTQ icon, not because he's gay, but because he's really hot and isn't afraid to wear bright colors and skimpy clothes. King. You know, what was yeah. also funny is at the Game Awards when they did the uh, Jurassic World Evolution and Jeff Keighley's like, oh, he's Jeff Goldblum. He's been in such games as Black Ops 3. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, when? Black Ops 3? No. Yeah. yeah. Zombies. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's it. Yeah. I was like, what? When? Yeah, I totally forgot about that. You're right about that. I was thinking about the campaign, but yeah, that Black Ops 3's campaign is one of the most like, why did I why did I spend 10 hours in this game I've ever played? It made me mad <laughs> that I gave my time to it. Yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna try to make some videos well like a month or two ago mm-hmm. with with on Modern War Modern no Modern Warfare, uh Black Ops 3. Yeah. Oof. And I got to a point where I just kept dying and I'm like, this isn't fun. I was promised fun. Yeah, no, don't. I mean, here's the thing, man. Gameplay wise, Black Ops 3 is totally serviceable, totally fine. If 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 it's too if the difficulty is too high, then of course you can crank it down and have yourself a good time. But like my main issue. Oh, well, fuck. Uh, 
I gotta get good. You know, I will say that game was really pushing co-op, so I feel like it might have been balanced around four players being able to cover multiple flanks, and it did have wider open levels, so people could just shoot you in the back a lot easier. Um, so yeah, it's it ain't completely on you for that one, but I my main beef was with the story. It, it honestly, that story gaslights you. That story acts like it's all mysterious <laughs> and ah, uh, there's a lot of questions. Are we gonna have answers to everything? It's all mysterious. Then you play the end of that game and you're like, oh man, answer any of this shit. What the fuck is this? But I will say, Black Ops Cold War doesn't really have that problem. It uh, is a very straightforward, fun, pretty dumb action movie throughout. Um, there is a big twist in this one, just like the rest of the Black Ops franchise, but I really like this twist because the twist recontextualizes the entire rest of the game that happened before it, but it lets you choose how to respond to that twist. You can either be like, well, fuck, well, uh, I don't, I don't know how I want to say this. It, it is a twist that if you really want to embody the character, you can do some dastardly shit. Or you can do something really cool, or or you can just do the typical Call of Duty thing. Um, and it's cool that they give you that choice, and I think that's what makes the ending of the game a little bit more impactful, because without that choice, it would pretty much just be, oh, it's another fun, turn off your brain, don't think about it too much, Call of Duty campaign. But with that twist, it kind of gives stakes to everything, to where you could, you could lose. <laughs> you could lose the game, technically. Um, it wouldn't really count as a loss, the context of which I don't want to spoil for people who might want to play, but you could totally just fuck over the entire world if you wanted to. Um, and I really appreciate the ability to do that. And apparently it goes there and it just lets it happen. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I will say there, there's this one sequence. One thing I really liked about this, um, I think this one was developed by Raven Software. If I'm not mistaken, the people, same people who made Singularity, uh, they were put in control of the single player campaign this time around. And you could tell. Wait, because, really? Yeah. Cause, I thought they just did multiplayer stuff. Well, a long time ago, Raven got sucked up into the Call of Duty machine just yeah. making content. But I think when. Same, same I, thing happened to Criterion. I mean, yeah. Or, yeah, that happened to Criterion just for Battlefield. Yeah, you're right. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah. Treyarch and Raven did it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Treyarch did the multiplayer side and Raven took over the single player campaign uh, wow. just because I, I think once you're in the Call of Duty machine, it's like you, wherever you're needed, slide in. So I think they might have put Raven on it just so it's not another Treyarch campaign because you could tell Treyarch's probably like because even with Black Ops 3. It didn't really feel like they were trying. It felt like, here's a bunch of shit. Here's a bunch of set pieces. None of it means anything for a cohesive narrative. Just fucking, here's your, here's your campaign. Goodbye, here you go. But whenever Treyarch does the reveals for Call of Duty and talk about the games and stuff, they're all in on the multiplayer. They have every little minutia of the balance, every single gameplay mode. They are in on multiplayer. So I think Treyarch is the one uh, heading up development for you know, all of the multiplayer stuff. And then Raven came in and was like, all right, let's do the campaign since that's, we've been craving to make a campaign for a long ass time. So yeah, it seems like they came in. And the reason I can tell that it's them is because there's a lot of variety in this campaign. It isn't just always shooting down a small corridor the entire game. 
they often like there's this one sequence where I don't know, did either of you play Call of Duty World War Two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Do y'all remember the sequence where you had to infiltrate uh I think a Nazi base and you like there was no guns or anything, you just had to like remember your like the undercover identity you had, you had to remember all their paperwork and stuff. So when people mm-hmm. asked you had to say the right thing. Yeah. That, yeah. That whole so they actually have something similar to that in Black Ops Cold War, but instead of it being a linear thing where you have to go to the one person and remember your one line of dialogue and say it correctly, there is like so you're it's like an infiltration mission and you're the guy inside that they have undercover. So you have to like basically in order for the other teammates to do their mission, they need this this key to get into a, a hidden part of the bunker. And you have to acquire this key. And security just went up, so you don't have a copy of the key anymore. You have to, like, get it somewhere else. So you can, like, poison one of the guys with the key. You can go make another key yourself by going on a different area of the building. You can, like, what is it? You can, like, just go find another key from another guy. You can uh, make a guy leave the room so you can steal his key. There's, like, four different ways to solve this mission. And the thing I was scared of is you can't get caught. This is like a straight-up stealth mission. There's no guns. You don't even have, like, a silenced pistol or anything because that would be out of character since you're just just a fucking soldier <laughs> and there's no enemy combatants around. So, like, you have to be really clever about it. And if someone sees you in the wrong area, it's over. If someone catches you picking a lock, which, yes, there's lock picking in this game, it's over. And it's just really tense how you have to do everything right and luckily there's enough ways to solve this to where i kind of just stumbled into a good answer where i was trying to do another because like every time you choose one of these paths there's like multiple steps in order to get to the end goal and so i was doing one of the steps for something else and then i stumbled into the main goal for a different one and then i just did that step and then went to go do something else and just stumbled my way into a solution but um yeah, so you do that whole thing, you get the bunker key, and then you meet up with the guys downstairs, and then you switch to control them, they take the bunker key, and then they do the typical Call of Duty thing where they sneak into the elevator, and they, like, suit up, and then they go guns blazing underground, but they have a really cool thing where when you switch characters, the guy who's undercover, he's like, hey, uh, so if anybody asks questions, tell them that you're reporting to this guy. And then it's like a totally throwaway line of dialogue. It's not even in a cutscene. It's just as you're walking around, you could totally walk away and not even hear this. But you get stopped in the elevator by some other guy who's like the second head guy. And he's like, oh, new faces. How long y'all been here? You can like choose the dialogue choice to be like, oh, I've been here a day. I've been here two weeks. And he's like, who are you reporting to? And you can choose wrong. And then if you choose wrong, he'll 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 recognize you. And then you get into a combat fight in the elevator. And it's really, really fucking tense. And if you choose right, then he's like, all right, well, I'm actually going to go speak to him. So I'll say, I'll give him your regards. And then he just walks away and just lets you guys go. And it's very fucking cool that it, the fact that a Call of Duty game is even paying attention to like dialogue choices, <laughs> it's very, very cool. And there's multiple times like that throughout the campaign. So, uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed Black Ops Cold War. Uh, I think if anybody. I actually picked it up from Gamefly, which is why I was referencing it earlier. Um, I wasn't about to, because I've heard this campaign super short. I think I beat it in like maybe six hours. Uh, and 
I heard it was super short, so I was like, I'm not paying, what is it, 70 bucks for the next-gen version of this thing? There's no way. I can't justify that. Um, but I did pick it up for about 30 from Gamefly, so shout out to Gamefly for having the sick deals. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I recommend it if you like a good linear kind of, ex- doing a lot of experimental stuff with the campaign. I think Black Ops Cold War definitely pays off. I think it's definitely worth your time. And yeah, it's one of the better Call of Duty campaigns that I've played. And the last thing I'll say on it, we, we just said that uh, Modern Warfare from 2019 had a pretty good story. I think, Al, you said it was really good? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've i grown colder on it the more that time has passed, only because I, I still think, like, the characters in that campaign were really good, and, you know, just that campaign felt special because it felt a lot more grounded. But, man, it really does paint... the The way that it portrays war and, like the war crimes of america get retconned it's like oh russians did this in the 60s when it's like no americans did that in the 90s in the real world uh that kind of stuff started to sour on me when i started to think about that and then also just the way that they're like hey because the whole thing about modern warfare is like oh man there's a war is really hard and you got to make the right choices, but we're going to, but we got to make the right ones. Cause it's always for the good of the people, but how the game frames all of its choices. It's like, you got to do all these bad things. You got to shoot this seemingly innocent woman. You got to terrorize this man in front of his family, but it's the right thing to do because American justice. And it's like, well, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about black ops, cold war, it doesn't really invite those type of, thoughts to it because it is a kind of over the top uh kind of silly at points in a good way uh story to where you're not really thinking oh man they're doing some fucking war crimes and atrocities it doesn't really lend itself for you to think of it that critically it is just big dumb bombastic fun and it feels more like a mission impossible or you know 80s 90s action movie more so than it does feel like a uh I feel like Modern Warfare 2019 was really going for like a Zero Dark Thirty type vibe or even a Hurt Locker type vibe where super grounded, super serious. Uh, and I like the Black Ops, or I like the way that uh, Cold War did it, where it's a little bit less intense, so it, it doesn't invite so much criticism on it. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I feel about Call of Duty. I feel like we talked about these games a very long time, considering Bef- what we're about to talk about. Before, yeah, before we move on, I just want to drop a hot take and then just drop the mic. Oh boy, here we go. Because this is what I do. This is my thing. Um, I was I was gonna uh, review Cold War at the time, and then never got around to it. And I was just like checking over my notes to see how I felt on it. And one of my favorite notes is quote to call Cold War ambitious would be an understatement, which which I liked. I liked that. But my hot take is that I feel Cold War does first person stealth better than anything wolfenstein has ever done <laughs> and i'll i'll mm. leave it at that uh, ooh, mm, yeah. have you played wolfenstein 2 i played wolfenstein 2's first mission and it still sucked and i gave up all right that, <laughs> legitimately you get new mechanics halfway through that game for self yeah like substantial <sighs> new mechanics and it's i don't want to it's a little baffling like it's, the way the wet methods through which you get it 
Yeah, it is baffling. And honestly, they showed gameplay of this at E3 or like just at, in press before Wolfenstein 2 came out. Like some of these new mechanics you would get. And God, no, I'm so glad no one even thought twice about it because God, someone could have easily been like, so how does how do how do all these me new mechanics happen in the story? And it's like, well, that would be a spoiler. <laughs> I just Wolfenstein 2 does nothing. Wolfenstein's story in general does nothing to to capture me wow not so even the first one actually i wait. played through all of the first one okay did you play, okay. Did you play the old blood no because it didn't I, I did not care for it i i know what so old, old blood is kind of mid <laughs> i ain't even gonna be mad at you for old blood because i i enjoy old blood but i can admit that that is like it's like a kind of schlocky grindhousey like it's it's kind of like a more over the top corny tongue in cheek type vibe, but like the first game, legitimately like it, it gives me like I, Tarantino is such a comparison that everyone makes to these games, but it gives me like early Tarantino vibes that first game, and the second game doesn't give me Tarantino vibes. But if you like, what what's the movie? You ever heard of Burn After Reading? Yeah, yeah. Have seen you ever seen that? No. Okay. A reason I like Burn Out the Reading or movies like it too, Coen Brothers movies, a lot of them, a lot of these movies do that. It's opposed to the very silly and very wacky. Hmm. It is, it is like tone, tonal whiplash, all entire game. And with it, but for me, as someone who likes a lot of things that clash, I really love that. And they, they tackle some serious shit in Wolfenstein too, but they also do it with like a, I, I took over and they handle how much that would suck for these people but it's also a world in which fucking robot dogs exist and all these fantastical technologies and things have happened so it, it's just a very interesting game it's on game pass permanently now so play wolfenstein 2 goddamn if you haven't or, yet listening out there young blood i actually have i tried a bit of young blood and it, it just kind of had a similar feel to me well, Young Blood was mainly well. Arcane helped with a lot of it. True. I know, and I wanted to love it because I love Arcane, but I just uh, I don't know. Also, uh, this is completely unrelated to the, anything you guys are talking about. I dropped something in the chat. Uh, Emmett, can you add that to the housekeeping? Uh oh, ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's something that, that uh, former RG, uh, VG alum Josh Mobley put out on Twitter. Excellent. That's why. That's why I was like, oh damn. And just immediately, like, I have a feeling I'm going to be watching this after we're done. Excellent. <laughs> All right, I might check that out, because you know I'm a big fan of this man. Uh, um, or this character. But yeah, fuck, what was I going to say? I was going to say something right before that. Oh, if you if you ever do think about playing Youngblood, watch the opening cutscenes. Like, honestly, play that with a podcast until the cutscenes come on. That's the type of game that is. Or play it with a friend. Which game? Youngblood. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's, yeah. There's a friend pass, too. There is a friend pass. You don't even have to have the other person doesn't even need to buy the game. I love me some friend passes. Excellent. Uh, speaking of passes, uh, there were a bunch of independent games that we could not pass on giving a shot. Oh, that was <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so, yeah, we we were able to try out a bunch of these game demos that uh, the Steam Next Fest had uh, over the last few days, over the last week, to be exact. Uh, they had all these demos out for you to just go in, try out, and play. Uh, we tried out a bunch of them. 
I, I installed 66 of them. And Good I, God. yeah, I know it's crazy. There's no way I'm going to be able to play all these, but I did try a good 10, maybe, maybe close to 20. If you include the ones I played on Xbox as well. Uh, I'll say this. I played, I played between, I think I had 12 of them installed on Xbox and 66 of them installed on PC. So that's what 70 shit. No, it's more than that. No, no, it's about 78. It's about 78 games. I've uninstalled one of them, and I will say what that game is in the shoutouts we're going to start off here with. <laughs> but um, but yeah, what we're going to do first, we're going to list off our top three demos that we've just been trying out the last couple of days. But before we get to the top three, we just want to start off with a couple of super duper quick shoutouts. Uh, not going to stay too long on this because we've been talking for a while already. Uh, but yeah, what's uh, just some demos you want to mention for good or bad? Just any reason just real quick what do you want to give a quick shout out to uh and i guess we'll just start in the same order here so uh graden what about your shout outs here uh so just pick a random one uh yeah you can just go in order or bounce around just whatever you want cool i'll go in order starting with one that you actually did a demo on, uh, a video on called yes. paint the town red and um i was actually watching your video because it it I hadn't done all of the areas. I just did the bar fight, but oh, yeah. it, it's, um, it's a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a first person. Like everybody looks like Minecraft. <laughs> and, voxel based. Yeah. Voxel based. Um, I think 30 flights of loving. If you ever heard of that game, the character <laughs> models in 30 flights of loving are this game. What the hell is that game? <laughs> Here, I'll I'll put a screenshot in here. While oh my god, talking. yeah, it does look just like that. Yeah, it's um, the same art style almost. <laughs> and you're just kind of dropped in. So where I was dropped in was into like a bar, just a, a bar scene. Everyone's going about their normal stuff. Some people are talking. Some are playing pool. Some are in a band. And then you just grab a anything and chuck it. And <laughs> as soon as you start punching, everyone starts punching. And it is, it is just beating people up and, uh, you That's can grab, you can grab cups and throw them. You can grab stools and throw them. You can, uh, take a, take a, uh, a, a pool cue and just like beat someone with it. I love that you can take, you take a, uh, a glass and hitting it once shatters it. Like if you were to hit it on a table and then if you throw it again, it'll actually just kill them because it's then stabs them. Um, yeah. Lots of blood, lots of just crazy. Like the, one of the good little secrets I found, like the band kept playing and then you jump on the stage and you can just hit the guy singing and then he joins in You can grab his <laughs> mic stand and beat someone up with it. Um, go upstairs. Like it's just, it's just fun and I can just picture it being like in different arenas. I know you went to some other arena, um, but it, I don't know if there's any like point to it aside from just kind of racking up. Like it was kind of like a horde mode kind of thing. Like you had to get a certain amount of kills, um, yeah. which I failed at, but it was just fun. It was just some dumb fun first person melee combat in an arena. It was nice. Yeah, it, it's definitely dumb as shit. And I'll say, you said I was in different arenas. The demo only had one arena. The thing I did, they have a modify a modifier section where you just turn on a bunch of like cheats, I guess. And I turned on the cheat for low gravity, 
the cheat for uh, guns oh. and the cheat for super hot mode. So everything was in slow motion until oh. I moved. So like towards the end of that demo, and that is one of the videos in the description here. You can click down there and watch this. But yeah, I figured all that out and I was just fucking go. Oh, and I also turned on like enemies have low health. So I was killing everybody in one hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, go ahead and check out that video if you want to see gameplay of that. But uh, yeah, that game seems like just just a dumb fun. If you want to just see some voxel violence, it's it's a good time for that. You should have you should have made mm-hmm. the you should have made the video title. So and so date is all right for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! You know what? Maybe that would have had better SEO as well. Oh man, I will have to think about this for the future. <laughs> when that game comes out and I do a full let's play, then I'll. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll change the title to that. Uh, oh boy. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's one of your shouts out. Uh, here, I'll, Al, do you want to do another one of your uh, shouts out real quick here? Yeah. Um, my, my first one is There Is No Light. Yeah. This one I haven't heard of. Uh, please explain that one for me. So uh, it's hard. It's kind of hard to describe because I didn't spend too much time with it. Mm, fair enough. So like it sort of it sort of has like a it's a it's a hack and slash uh, isometric game, mm-hmm. and you're underground because like I'm I have a feeling it's like sort of Metro or Fallout thing where like the surface is forever ruined and can no longer be accessed. Irradiated. Yeah, and you're in like a fast thing of subway tunnels. Hmm. Okay. And like. It has it has a very unique art style. Yeah, it looks yeah. really cool. Very grotesque, but like mm. it's eight bit. But when I say eight bit, it's like vividly detailed eight bit. Yeah, like, strange. Um, so you can either, you can either go right to the where like go right to where the violence is at, or you can spend some like walk around the different uh, people and just talk and have a different interactions with them. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's no voice acting and the oh, way they call talking or not the talking, way, dia- written dialogue. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. The way they get around that is like, it's, it's sort of bare bones in terms of like how are there? The characters are very blunt in terms of how like the, instead of having a unique way of saying like, um, so-and-so has a certain amount of food or medicine, and my my children are are gonna die if I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Should I do? Should I do it? Like they won't. They don't say like, what would you do if you're, if you're in my situation? They'll just straight up say, should I do it? And there mm. are two. Like one key is yes, and one the other one is like an, the other one is no. Hmm. Then there was one saying, uh, like one person's brother was going to this. He's gonna he was gonna try to go to the surface, oh, but God. there's like. There's like a a group like a I forgot it's some like authoritarianism type thing, like like ah. police police group. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> so a very bright and shiny game with some very pretty graphics and no grotesque imagery at all. Wholesome direct written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. I will say it does look uh, the combat on here, the top down isometric uh, slasherness of it. Uh, I'm seeing in the gifts that they have on their Steam. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Did we lose him? Possibly. Oh, okay. I was like, what? What happened? What is? What's up with me? Yeah, cause, no, because like, 
and it just went like okay yeah yeah i'm here now can you hear that (laughs) yes all right that was definitely on my side because i just looked and it said voice where it's supposed to say voice connected it was like red and zero so i'm like okay that was me (laughs) great (laughs) gotta love it gotta love it all right well apologies um so what was i saying i was still on trifox right um Um, (laughs) okay yeah Mm mm-hmm no, our last I heard you, our last thing I remember hearing was you're 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 making you're still talking about like your your thoughts on um on there's there no, no light yeah yeah oh wow okay damn I had already <laughs> transitioned um well I mean there is no light I I didn't get to play it myself I was just I was basically just like pitching towards the transition to the next game but it looks interesting it looks like if you're into oppressive atmosphere and. Uh, some brawler isometric action. It definitely looks interesting. Um, and there is no light because the re- the reason for the title is because everything's underground and dark. There's literally no light, no hope, nothing. Excellent. Well, well honestly, that's a perfect uh, contrast to the next game that I'm about to talk about, which is Trifox. Uh, now I can finally give you context of what the hell I was talking about when I came back. Um, Trifox is another little Steam demo here. It's a it's a twin stick shooter, but it feels disingenuous to call it a twin stick shooter. It is a, it's kind of inspired by like 3D platformers. Like, you know, like you get the same perspective as Crash Bandicoot, right? Where you wouldn't call Crash Bandicoot isometric, but it is a little bit top down. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's from like a certain angle. Yeah. Yeah, it's from a certain angle. It's like that type of vibe to it that's what trifox is kind of going for where it's super brightly colored looks like a it, it looks like it's like a mascot platformer looking thing like definitely similar art style to the crash bandicoot remasters and the fourth game um it's going for that type of vibe but the gameplay of it it's not like the typical 3d platformer okay hit square to do your little spin kick or your punch or whatever you want the combat in this one is a lot more involved where it's a twin stick shooter first off so you're blasting off of whatever you know class that you're choosing but then you have a bunch of different class abilities so the one that i played at was the engineer and i could drop a bunch of like flame turrets i could block i could drop like i think two or three at a time but they had a timer on them so they would either disappear after a couple seconds or they could just be outright destroyed so if i dropped them in the wrong place where enemies could swarm them they would just break and completely just vanish and the enemies that they put you on they really swarm you with a lot of enemies so you can't just sit there and find a corner and just shoot them all you will get overwhelmed so you have to be dropping turrets and add another ability to where i could just like hover over all the enemies for a brief second just to get out of trouble um and then i had one more i also had mines that i could drop so i really had to use all of my abilities just to stay alive and just to keep myself moving in the battlefield and they have like a mage character they have a warrior character all with different abilities and it's very frantic combat and i don't believe this thing because it seems like it's built for multiplayer like three-player co-op this game seems like it's built perfect for it i don't see any mention of multiplayer at all it looks like it's just straight up 3d platformer you're playing by yourself i don't see anything in the gameplay and the uh images in the description nothing like even yeah it says straight up single player on the steam page 
as one of the features. So yeah, it's very interesting in that way where it seems like it's built for single or built for multiplayer, but a straight up single player. And uh, yeah, I thought it was cute. I thought it was fun. Uh, I definitely think they did a good job with it. I'm interested to see where it goes. And the demo is actually still available. If you want to go to their Steam page and try out TriFox, uh, T-R-I-F-O-X, of course, uh, go ahead and give it a try. I think it is fun, cute, endearing. I don't know if it's a game I'm like super duper looking forward to. It definitely feels like it's a niche that's being scratched. But if you've played all of the Spyros, you've played all of the Crash Bandicoots, go ahead and give this one a shot. It's definitely you know, giving me vibes of that. So yeah, I think it's good. Uh, that's another one of my quick hits. Uh, is it, God, how, mm -hmm. is it better than the, um, single player Garfield cart racer? God damn it. I bought that fucking game thinking it was multiplayer. And then, and then I was like, Hey buddy of mine, it's your birthday. Can I, what can I get? I bought you Gar Garfield cart. And then, and then it was on sale the next week and I bought it for fucking full price. It's on sale like every week. And the one time I bought it for him, it was full price. God damn. I, hey, I didn't, I, I didn't know any of that was about to happen. I just, I was just making, I just remember watching a best of giant bomb back when, like from 2020. Oh man. I didn't, in fact, <laughs> in fact, I thought Garfield cart was multiplayer. So I even added it to one of the fanatical bundles so my girlfriend oh, no. and I could play it, and it wasn't. I have spent money on three copies of Garfield Kart, and it's not even multiplayer. And can we make this like can make this Graydon's like like how I I'm associated with aliens colonial marines? Can we make <laughs> Graydon like have that be have Garfield Kart be his aliens? But yeah, you Graydon's at least like now. it. I don't we like did. Garfield. Card. <laughs> but like why would you buy it but what okay it, I so thought it was you a party game <laughs> but like so you would enjoy it if it was a party game oh sure i would play a fun little rinky dink party game i played ryan's toy carding oh god yeah I, remember. <laughs> I will play any carding game like honestly i'll just i'll i'll fuck around at anything but like god. that that was yeah stupid garfield cart the controls are horrible worse than freaking the lego controls of the warthog like they're really bad my god well hey, when, so when i have a feeling that when this episode goes up people are either gonna really love it or really gonna hate it this episode <laughs> yeah because based on how we how we do when for uh, uh when oh yeah true <laughs> <laughs> this is either if if you've been listening to a lot of win like i've been telling people to then they're gonna be like oh this is just a mini win or maybe a full-size <laughs> win we'll find out in a minute uh, um my hot takes are bad you, <laughs> yeah, well yeah true or you're like oh i don't listen to win who are these schmucks so <laughs> we're about to figure it out but um yeah so Showing that's us. what i want yeah exactly yeah y'all should listen to win god damn it it's, it's literally right next to this episode in the feed so i'm it. literally on all the vgu podcasts yeah <laughs> well, i'm, I'm yeah, the next fairy the, con the connective thread yeah yeah man you're He's the our uh, doctor strange or whatever you're our black widow in phase one yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but yeah so uh so yeah that's enough for trifox uh Let's let's go ahead and get because these are supposed to be small shout outs. Let's go ahead and bust through the rest of these uh, super quickly. So, um, great. I'm going to let you do the last like three. Just, you know, real quick. Just give shout out to them. 
do all of them okay cool uh i'll start with unbeatable it's a rhythm game i've uh made a video on it so spoilers it'll be coming out soon it's a really cool rhythm game where uh you play a person in a band and there's kind of like dialogue choices as well like the which is just like it's it's side story um but the Rhythm mechanics are cool in that you have two tracks that come down from either the left side or the right side. The higher the difficulty, it it'll swap off between the sides. It's fast paced or like kind of metal ish songs. Um, And it's like a guitar hero type of rhythm thing, but there's only the bottom track and the top track. So you have to like jump to hit the top ones and then go down to hit the bottom ones. And then in the middle of the song, it'll swap to oh now they're coming from the left side and you got to keep doing that and then you're like holding the buttons for longer ones while you're also like jumping down to the bottom it's it's so hard to describe um it was in one of the showcases so if you watched everything e3 related you you saw it somewhere in there yeah Um, either wholesome director feature game showcase one of the two yeah and it's one of those it it may still have a demo i think the demo is gonna still be around because it it didn't they didn't really say in association with next fest. They were just like, Hey, play the demo. So I think you can go play it now. And I believe they said there's like 12 tracks you can play in the demo, which is like oh, a wow. whole album. Um, and uh, so That's yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's called unbeatable. Um, and I believe all the music is just original songs by like the developers or whatever. So it's really good. A lot of fun. Um, then I played, what was the other one? Uh, God strike which i didn't expect to like and i kind of i it's more of like a i respect this and i want to like tell people it exists more than like hey i loved this um it's kind of like a roguelite um where and titan souls so like titan souls if you've played it it's uh just like boss fight after boss fight and so what you do is you have a timer and huh what did you try this one yeah, I actually played this one on the Xbox uh, side of things, and I, I also am like, oh, I appreciate this game. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I'm surprised that I got through the first boss fight, but essentially what happens is you're given a timer and at the beginning of the like before you go into the boss fight, you can choose um, you can choose like skills that will mm-hmm. add on extra things like oh you'll go in with more health or you'll go in with uh rapid fire shots but each one of these skills costs time so you'll be like oh but that's 20 seconds off the clock but if you think that you can do it with this with buffed health then go for it and then on the other side of things i'm trying to remember i think they were they didn't involve uh, it was just like a special ability so like it didn't have to do with the time, but it was just like, oh, this will make you go invisible, but you can only use it once or it, or it had a cooldown timer. And then there's like, oh, this one is uh, kind of like a bullet hell. You can clear the whole screen because basically the boss fights are like bullet hell things. Um, yeah. And the first boss that I tried had three different tiers and the timer never stops. So if you've got four minutes, you have to make sure that you're doing each tier of the boss in like a minute. And, and 10 seconds or something like and, and you've got to make sure that you time it right because each tier he's going to have a new ability so if you are worse with that second tier you gotta you gotta time yourself better and uh it's really cool in that 
you just have to prep yourself for each battle and do it in a race against the clock, which I suck with. I've, I think I've talked about it on, on shows before, but I, I went to therapy as a kid because of timers and video games. I, I I do not do well with them. Um, yeah. And so it's not, but I've, I have, I have grown as a person and, uh, I, I can do a little better with that, but it's just one of those things where like, Oh, I think someone who really, I like Titan souls and I like the, it's one of those, um you like boss rush things i it's weird because i don't like i don't like the whole um dark souls type of oh you just gotta you just it it teaches you to just be better you've got to really just get that skill up i hate Uh, that but like something about a game like titan souls or looking at a death's door makes me really interested in like just that whole oh you've got to figure out their patterns you've got to figure out the ways of doing these things in this fight and so it had a similar thing to that but if you like those kinds of games uh you'll love god strike and the last one i have is tracks of thought which has had a demo out before i believe but i never got to try it it's been in a couple wholesome game showcases and it is a kind of a deck builder honestly um but it has it's based on narrative. So on top, so you like the demo, you are on a train car. I think the whole game takes place on a train car, but like you interact with some people, there's this old couple, there's this kid and you're like, Oh, I, I need this thing. Oh, I'm going to go find it in the train car. And then like you're establishing relationships and then you end up getting to this guy and he's like, Oh, I, I don't want to help you do this, this thing. Um, the, the, the task at hand in the demo is, Oh, we should, we should help this kid. And the guy's like, I don't know if we should do that. It's just a kid. And you were like, I'm not gonna not help this kid. And then you clash and you go into like a deck builder type battle, but Mm. your, your cards are trying to formulate an argument. So, what you do is you pick like, do you want to go with the logical approach? Do you want to go with the assertive approach? Do you want to go with being patient? And each card has like, Oh, well he has health points. You've got to balance your health points and the other guys or else you're not going to resolve this argument. And you have to like, uh, balance it out with the cards that you play. And it's, it's kind of, it's hard to describe it, but when you even just like watch it, Sadly, I didn't record this demo because I didn't think it was going to be as short as it was, but it ended up being, it would have been a nice video, but I recommend, uh, try this demo out. I think it's probably still around, um, or at least go check out. It's not up anymore. (laughs) Oh, sad. Very sad. But yeah, check out some kind of footage of it because it's, it's actually a very unique concept and, um, like because you don't usually get like a a deck builder combat thing where you have to care about the other side and it's and then if you've got to you got to win that argument and then you have to work out work it out together and then solve the problems and um it's just a very like legit wholesome game it's a very uh accepting type of emotional narrative type of thing and uh i thought it was very cute so i'm looking forward to that one yeah, it was on the Wholesome Direct, so if you're interested or just curious, want to know more, it was definitely in that showcase. If you yeah. saw that, you've seen it there. 
Um, so yeah, good looks on all of those. Uh, I guess next we'll go ahead and bust through the rest of the uh, shouts out from Al. Uh, go ahead and tell us about the uh, last two games on your list here. One of these I played. Me too. Oh, okay. Let's see what it is then. Uh, so No Longer Home is, I think, I'm pretty sure that's the game that Graydon's talking about because he mentioned it on uh, when. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. I did and not play so- that one, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I'm not sure if this if this was a part of Next Fest or just coincided with it. Oh, it was yeah. definitely a part. Under Steam page, they got like logos from it all over. Well, oh. there's also it also has the Gorilla Collective uh, banner. I think they double dipped. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about two characters, like post, like you're basically living at you're living as them post college. Oh. And. Oh, I'm reading the description. It's making me sad. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I I looked at this and like I was just like, Graydon, this is very this is right up your alley. And he when we started recording uh before we recorded Win uh last uh, a few days ago, he was like, I played the game and you're yeah, you're right. <laughs> I actually did do a video on this. So oh, that nice. will be coming. I gotta get to editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I I think I had a day off right after I had played all these dev or right after that stream where I played a bunch of the Xbox demos. So that's the only reason I have videos going up because <laughs> I just like, all right, let me edit all these right now while I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And, and I then, got a couple more coming later, but that's besides the point. And then Agent 64, Spies Never Die. This one but, I played. Yeah, which it's basically just, it's just Goldeneye in uh, Unity. Mm, oh, yeah. wow. Like to the point where, like, even the point where, like, the animations are the same. Yeah. Like, it, the the reload noise is, I mean, it's legally distinct, like when compared <laughs> to the original. But the way, like, the 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 way the gun goes, like, goes off screen when you reload, like the way you yeah. switch we- weapons, the way the weapons look. Yeah, it's definitely it's N sixty four down to the part where like when you aim because I played it on a controller and when you aim and hold down the left trigger to just go into what would be aim down sights mode, a reticle just pops up on screen, and you're not even controlling the reticle like you know in every other game like a Destiny or something where you just move the reticle around with the right stick all willy nilly. Yeah, in this one, it centers to the center of the screen when you're not moving the stick. So you have to like slightly inch it up. You got to like slightly move your stick up halfway through just to like hit the top of the screen and be very sensitive about it. It's it's very weirdly controlled. And as someone who never played, I didn't even play Time Splitters, let alone like GoldenEye and uh, Perfect Dark, all that stuff. So this era of shooter is super foreign to me. It felt really weird. Novel, but very weird and just not something I want to play for longer than the what 20 minutes i gave to it oh it sounds really disorienting and horrible i put it it in about six minutes like six maybe six and a half minutes oh wow and yeah because like i i played a lot of goldeneye when i was a kid Mm, respect like to the point where like the goldeneye playing goldeneye led to me having an affinity for uh james bond games like everything (laughs) or nothing rogue agent Nightfire, hmm. and yeah, like yeah, yeah. Strangely, the EA ones I prefer. I like more than the Activision ones. Ah, okay. Possible hot take, but also it's Activision. So, <laughs> but hey, I I feel you on that. I will say, like, 
if if you're really into that type of game, definitely check this out. I, I could the the biggest hint that I knew this game was going to be like super hardcore for that group. The difficulty options, like they ask you a difficulty when you start it up, and the, it's not oh they'll do less damage or you'll get more health or anything. It's, it's more objectives. Yes, it's more objectives because they don't give you any health. It's no yeah, regenerating uh, health, no health packs, nothing. Yeah, at a certain point, I, I like I was just frantically just running around because like every single person, like I was sort of I was sort of like min maxing, like every every single time I would see a certain animation that looked like that repeated. Mm-hmm. I just got like did a a, a uh, what's the word? I just r- rotated like ran around them. Oh yeah, kind of like kited like, them a little bit. Yeah, like they would they would do like their hero pose. And I just move up, like move a little bit to the right, and then just shoot them. Yeah, I had to resort to cheeky things like that, and I still didn't like. I just looked at the, I opened up the file to see how long the video I recorded for it was. I played it for less than ten minutes, so that <laughs> lets you know how far I was able to get through it. I think I completed three of the six objectives and just got shot in the face. So yeah, interesting, but eh, maybe not for me. Um. So yeah, I, I respect it though. Shout shout out to that game if you're interested in the whole Golden Eye era of shooters. Um, and to get through my little small shout outs here, uh, Life Slide is one that I saw probably during the Wholesome Games Direct. Uh, basically, think similar to if you ever seen uh, Race the Sun, a very old game back on like Vita era PlayStation, so PS3, PS4, and Vita, um, and it was other places too. Yeah. Oh well, then there you go. You might enjoy Life Slide. It definitely gives me that vibe. It, you're paying. You're playing as a paper airplane, just flying through voxel-based wilderness. It's a lot of very pretty green hills and lakes and trees and stuff like that. And you're just a paper airplane, just sliding on the wind, just vibing. And it's very serene, very peaceful, very fun. Uh, but it's all about keeping your momentum with the wind. So you're having to like aim your airplane a certain way. And the closer you stay to the ground, the faster you'll go. But if you like skid against the ground one too many times, you lose momentum and your plane just stops. And they have, uh, there's like a certain currency cause you're constantly ticking down this like yellow currency. And once you hit zero on that yellow currency, you lose all momentum. So in order to keep that going, you have to keep collecting yellow bits that are thrown out throughout the level, which is, which gives you motivation to not just ride one distinct line. You have to keep moving. And then also there's these blue bits thrown around the level that don't really give you any edge in the moment, but that's the currency for upgrading your airplane from run to run. So you can make your airplane more aerodynamic, uh, give it more a, a higher top speed, and you can just buy more abilities. Kind of like Cluster Truck, if you ever played Cluster Truck. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely like that exact same type of upgrade system. Uh, and you're just flying through and it's very peaceful, very serene. I, I kind of explain it like Cluster Truck meets Race the Sun meets uh, Flower, honestly. That's like the best way to explain it. Uh, it's pretty simple, but I, I said in the video that I made for it, it gives me heavy, like it, it would be a great Switch game. I, I think this will be a good one, you know, pick it up for, I don't know how much they're selling it for, so I don't want to sell it short. But pick it up for like a good 10 bucks and it'll be a good time waster. It's definitely fun, but it's not like the greatest game of all time, through my eyes at least. Um, fun fact, I think yes. the first time, if unless I'm mistaken, I think playing this game was the first game I ever played on an Apple TV. 
Oh yeah, was this on uh what is it? Apple Arcade? I think it was even before Apple Arcade. I this oh. as soon as I saw this I was like, I think actually it is on Apple Arcade. Um Yeah, it's on the App I, Store. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, I believe it was I think it came out a couple years. Yeah, 2019. Came out a couple years ago for Apple TV stuff. And you like held the controller like like a airplane yeah this makes so much sense because it it had such mobile game vibes and i didn't want to say anything but now that you're saying oh yeah this is on iphone it's like oh yeah this is a, this was a mobile game yeah and that's not bad at all to, oh, <laughs> to yeah, have definitely. a mobile game feel it's, i think it would be really cool yeah it's not bad at all but also i can understand some dev some developers being like i it's a real game quote unquote you know so i just don't want to give that comparison if that's not what the dev might want yeah. But yeah, I mean, the demo's still available on Steam. I just pulled it up. So go ahead and try it out. It's definitely fun and Zen-like and just really pretty to look at. So give that one a shot. Um, and then another one that I want to shout out here is, let's see here, uh, Cyber Psychosis, which I was super surprised by. Uh, this is a first-person shooter, no controller support, which I was already like, oh, man, I need my controller support. But it was worth it, though. It's very simple. Basically, the idea, oh, man. Did I spell it wrong? Cyber psychosis? Because I want to pull up the Steam page, but it's not popping up. Sci is it just not on Steam anymore? No way. No what? You were no the last way. person to play the game? I hope not. That's gonna suck for me in the future. Uh no, I found it. <laughs> oh you spelled it wrong. Uh, that's it. Of course. It's my fault. Not the dem the demo is still there. Awesome. Yes, the demo is still there. Uh so basically it's a first person shooter. Think like it's it's like doomy but a little bit more 3d than that so maybe like doom 64 where you're starting to get into like some 3d environments and stuff um it has that look it's super psychedelic super trippy uh possible seizure warning if you're gonna play this game some of the effects in here it's not a lot of flashing but it is a lot of bright colors that will flash like once for gameplay purposes so it's not constant but it is very much so trippy um and the whole idea of this game is you have an energy bar in the top left, and every attack you do uses up energy, but every hit you take also takes away energy. And the way you get back energy is by killing enemies or finding it in the environment. So the whole gameplay loop is pretty much your ammo and your health are the same. And the way to get more of it is by killing enemies or exploring the arena. And it's a very interesting loop because as you keep playing, you unlock different weapons and they take out more energy. So it might force you to get risky because you start off with like a little sword and the sword will take away. You have 100 energy, so the sword might take away 2% of your energy at any given point. And, but you'll have to get really close to the enemy, which means they could swipe at you and take away a little bit of energy as well. And then it might not be worth it to get in close because, you know, they're just going to slap you anyway. Later, you get a shotgun. Shotgun takes about 10% of energy every time you take a shot, but you can clear out like a good five people in one shot if you're really good with your aim. And so that might be worth it if, you know, don't want to get in close and them to slap you, but it's a big energy cost. And that's really the main, you know, gameplay loop of it, where it's like, am I going to balance the energy here? Because straight up, I tested it. You can be on one energy, shoot a shotgun shot, and it will just kill you. <laughs> So like it's very it's very I don't know if hardcore is the word but it's very strict about that energy meter. 
Um, and there's a bunch of different weapons in there. I also picked up dual wielding chainsaws, which is interesting, but it also has the same problem where you got to get in close to use it, even though it is a satisfying weapon and people can slap you and take away energy. So, uh, yeah, Cyber Psychosis is an interesting one. Uh, very crazy art style. It's coming out in like two months and you can try to demo right now. So go ahead and give that one a shot. And the last one I want to give a quick shout out to, I'm giving this a shout out because it's bad. And I just, honestly, this is just shouting out the video that I'm going to make for it because, oh my God. Crypto I can tell by the title. Yeah, Crypto Shooter. You can already tell. If, you're, if you have Shooter in the title, it's probably going to be a bad game. Um, yeah, this game, Jesus Christ. I, I, part of me just, I had hope in my heart. I was like, all right, this looks bad. Like, I was looking at the Steam page, and I saw the gameplay they had up, and I was like, all right, yeah, this looks kind of dog shitty. Not not like in a horrible way. Like, it looked like either I'm learning to make a game right now, and this is the first thing I made in Unreal, or it's like, this is something that they had to make in a week to put on the on the TV screen in the background of a movie. Like, this, this is like, it, it just felt very, like, asset flippy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. Maybe it's fun, and I'm, I'll be surprised. We'll see. God, no. Dude, this, this game was just so broken. It, it, okay, it's less that it's broken. It's more that all the asset flippy vibes that I talked about were right on the money. It is definitely like they just learned how to make levels. And the art design in this game is actually kind of cool. But like, do y'all remember a game called Section 8 on like the 360? Yes, I do. Oh my god, I can't believe you do. Do you remember this at all, Graydon? <laughs> I remember a movie called Section 8. No, oh, think, that... You're thinking that of uh, Super 8. I'm thinking of District 9. <laughs> yes, District 9. That's what you're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> I also thought you might have been thinking of Section 80, the Kendrick Lamar album, but no. Uh, um, <laughs> I, Section 8... I would never be thinking of that. Have you seen me? Yeah! <laughs> that's true. I'm just trying to <laughs> sneak it in the minds of everyone. Um, but yeah... <laughs> Section 8 was like this obscure Xbox 360. I think it was exclusive to uh, Xbox Live Arcade, actually. And it was just a multiplayer shooter where it was super generic sci-fi space people in like open fields just shooting each other. There was really nothing remarkable about it except for like you would drop in like an orbital jockstrap trooper and that's how you would spawn it on the field. It was like their big gimmick. But everything else was just here's another shooter with perks and multiplayer it looks stuff. Like if someone the tried dev, to though. make Halo and Planet Side. Well, yeah, it's funny that you say that because the dev went on to be one of the many devs consumed by aliens, clone marines. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> that makes too much sense. God damn, poor guy. Well, it was either Demerge or Timegate. It got a sequel though. I don't think oh, it was yeah. them though. Well, it. I don't know if it's technically a sequel. It's just like some spinoff that they tried to make into a, like a free to play thing, or it's a, a legal version that they had to change a little bit so it can get out of the Xbox exclusivity. In any case, uh, Crypto Shooter gave me heavy vibes of that, where it's super generic. But I was like, oh, maybe there's something under here. No, like what I boot literally. You you're gonna see this in the video. I'm gonna put out the video in a couple days on the YouTube channel. In the video, I start up the game. There's no animated start menu or anything, and there's no music on the start menu. It's just dead silence. So I'm like, uh -huh. oh, man, I'm already scared. I go to the server browser, zero players for every browser. So I'm like, what the hell? Because <laughs> it's a demo, so I'm like, are there bots? Like, I thought there would be bots in here if, if it's a demo. Or I was like, shit, I guess I'm just going to have to hope that players pop in. I click it, and there are actually bots. The bots 
in a team deathmatch game, the bots all shoot at me. Only me. What? <laughs> what? They, they now there's there's footage of them shooting at other teammates of mine, but like if they see me, they all shoot at me. Like 10 people just gunning me down at once and I die repeatedly just because they're all shooting at me. And I can take out a couple of them, but like literally if I make a sound, if I shoot one shot near an enemy, they just aggro towards me and I'm like this isn't fun. They should pivot and make this this game like um like the 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 uh, Ewok like horde mode type that survival thing in Battlefront 2. They should maybe do that but with this. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if that's uh, something they should do. In order, like, to end this bit on the positive note, can I can I shout out another game? Oh, please, please go ahead. Uh, it's called Frank and Drake. It's a rotoscopic. It's it's turn based narrative. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Who like a uh, two roommates who are like what? it's like they're like ships ships passing in the night. Like one you put one 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 is there when the other isn't, and it's it's. Inspired by Frank Frankenstein and Dracula, hence the name Frank and Drake. Oh, Frank and Drake? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rotoscoped. Huh. Yeah, I did I hadn't heard about this one at all. Oh, no, this, this looks, looks really cool in motion. Really good. Yeah, I I made sure to uh narrow the search to narrative or story rich. Okay. Oh, so that's a oh, lot of the demos smart. that you played, games like this. Well, I I download I downloaded certain games like this, but sadly the de- the demo got pulled. Oh damn! Well, actually, check because if you downloaded the demo, you might still be able to play it after it's been pulled. No, I, so. believe me, I I was checking while you while you and Graydon uh, were talking. I got damn cancel that. I think I'm considering it comes down in the fall. I'm probably I'm probably going to give it a try. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I might add that one to my list because this this like you said that rotoscoping really makes it stand out. Boy, howdy. Frankenstein and Dracula. All right, that makes sense. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right, awesome. So, hey, that's all the quick hits. <laughs> oh, Before boy. We yeah, we... real quick. Yeah, yeah no, go we ahead. Can... Move on. I just wanted to read this one thing when I was sick. The, the plot for it on Wiki by this two, two sentences. Actually, it's one sentence, and it's the most 360 error. The player takes control. Of Alex Cord, the protagonist of the first game, who must complete eight objective missions taking place in four different environments. <laughs> it just like sounds so fucking boring and horrible. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's all 360 games were pretty much. It's like do eight missions. Yep. All right. <laughs> oh, I have to Looking find back this game. To fracture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I remember seeing like demos of it on E3 on G4 and being like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. And then it came and went in half a day. <laughs> wow. So like, yeah, it, it was like, I think it came out to like mid-tier reviews and it was a multiplayer game. So it's like, am I going to stop playing Halo 3 for this? Am I going to stop playing COD for this? No one ever did. <laughs> nope. So <here> on. <laughs> on Xbox 360, no less. So wow. hey, it's, it's, it's fate was sealed. Um, and so from there, let's go ahead and talk about our main ones. Uh, God, we have so many games here to talk about, and we've been talking for uh, a three, an hour and a half already. So this might be a chunkier episode. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start real quick with one of mine, just to switch up the order a little bit. Um, 
so the main one here, the first one here that I have is 2D and Top D, spelled T-O-O-D-E-E and T-O-P-D-E-E. Um, this game, if you want to look at gameplay for it, you should, because it's kind of going to be a little bit difficult to explain. But it's basically one character, Top D, is in an isometric, isometric plane, and they're kind of like moving around boxes and there'll, there'll be holes on the ground that they can push boxes over so that they can walk over the hole now that the box is blocking it up. And uh, God, it's really difficult. So that's 2D's game or that's Top D's gameplay. Top D is just shifting around boxes and they live in like a 3D world. 2D lives in a 2D plane where it's just a 2D platformer. And, you know, they're walking on platforms and everything, but they can interact with each other. So the boxes you're moving around as Top D, you can just move those around on the 3D plane. But that's also the plane that top that 2D is up against so that when you go into two dimensions, you're that box is now a platform. But also there's water. So when you're playing as the 2D character, there'll be a big unpassable river of water. But then there's a drain on the floor in top these worlds so when you go back into 3d it just drains down through all the water and then that water is now gone and you can just walk through that whole area it's it's really hard to explain in aud in auditorial means but the demo is still available on steam if you go check it out uh it's called 2d and top d and I, I think i'm gonna go ahead and put the names of these in the description so people can actually no i'm not putting the names of these i'm gonna search these and just put the links to them on steam so you guys can just find them um but yeah, it's it's a very interesting... Oh, and there is a co-op mode also, so it's not just switching between it and single player like I've been doing it. Apparently, there will be a co-op mode, so you and a friend can do this, but it is a very wicked concept, and it's wild to even, like... If it's hard to explain, I can only imagine how hard it was to come up with. Uh, and it's really interesting looking, so shout out to that one. That's one of my favorite games I've played so far. I so, admire... Mm -hmm how you like kind of secretly like puzzle platformers like i i didn't know <laughs> yeah. like you took to d leveled really fast and liked that one a lot and i think we've oh, talked about celeste cool. before right see celeste is one of those where i appreciate it more than i because celeste is like it's a puzzle platformer but it's like most it it's less of a puzzle and more yeah, of just more like of you got to be good with the sticks yeah, it's that super meat boy genre. Um, but yeah, like the just like puzzle games and stuff, like I'd I'd like a good puzzle game too. And I don't think that people really talk about them much because honestly, puzzle games have gotten kind of a bad rep from like mobile games that frankly aren't that good. Um yeah, like your like true. your uh match threes and things like that that fall short, or your Pokemon Cafe mix. But <laughs> um but yeah this one like you're explaining it and i knew exactly what you were talking about because i think it might have been in a wholesome direct and it was definitely in a wholesome direct yeah and it it looked really cool i i didn't know there was a demo and i might check that out yeah and it's it is still up on steam as we're recording this after the event's over so yeah go ahead and check it out man it is really neat and I, i'm right there with you i like puzzle games i like puzzle platformers but like i'm always i don't Sometimes I'm too tired to use my brain, and so I see games like this, and I'm like, that's a really cool idea, but I want to turn off my brain, so let's boot up some fucking Knockout City, some Call of Duty, <laughs> yeah. something simple. 
So a lot of time I don't really get to playing these, but when I do, I always appreciate it. It gives me the positive brain buzzes, but uh, yeah, that's enough for this one. Uh, you know what? Let's just go in the order that they have on the dock here. So Al, uh, tell me a little bit about Lake, which I know, Graydon, you might have something to say about it. I don't know if you got a chance to play it, but we'll, we'll get a, to there. Tell me. Yeah, I have a video uh, coming out about that. So whatever he says, it will be backed up by the video. Excellent. All right, then speak on it, then. So you play and and like, which first first I need to, I have to say, the art style is not what I expected in a good way. Mm-hmm. Based okay. on like, um, based on like the Steam page. Mm. Like you were thinking it was going to be more more photorealistic or less photorealistic. Uh, more. Okay, yeah, it it definitely does have a uh like a simple like lack of textures. I don't know how do you want to explain it. Actually, it looks, it reminds me a lot of that Star Wars Clone Wars Republic Heroes game that I did an LP of. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. I, 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 that will be going up on YouTube someday. Yeah. It reminds me of a slightly more detailed Virginia character model. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Shout but out to you're, Virginia again. Love that game. <laughs> you're playing a lot. Mm-hmm. You're playing a Meredith Weiss and you're, you're going in, or you're going back to your hometown. After 22 years away? Oh, yeah. It's a long amount of time. In any case, she's like almost middle-aged at this point. Yeah, and it's just, it's just the, the simple... Like, I, I played about 30 minutes because I actually, I think I'm, I may end up buying this game because it's just... I really like the vibe it, it was giving. Yeah. It gives me... This is going to be a weird comparison, possibly. It gives me Bridget Jones's Diary vibes. Or like Eat, Pray, Love vibes. You know? <laughs> I'm not sure about like, I'm not sure about Bridget Jones, but probably with E Pray Love. Yeah. It gives me vibes of just like I'm a woman. I'm gonna find myself. There's not a lot of drama. There's not a lot of conflict. It's just vibes, man. Just figuring out the woman I wanna be. And I can and, fuck with that, man. And you're like the you're mainly just delivering mail. Yeah, man. You're yeah. driving and like you're you're interacting with the peop- the re- the residents of the area. Uh sometimes it's fine, like um, when you meet the the mechanic of mm-hmm. the area, who is like a basically like a a, a young prodigy. Hmm. Okay. Like you're like, oh, this this is great. That then you have like moments when you're um, like you you go to to you basically you you run to a kit you bring you deliver a package to a to a basically an old cat lady. Oh. Okay, and Fun. like it's you have you have different choice or different um like cho- like you have different uh dialogue resp- choices and you can you can say different things and it could just be me but said cat lady get one like basically just call me nosy oh wow all right it's on you for having all the cats we want to look at and then they like apparently you can. I, I only learned this about when like 25 minutes in, but apparently you can fast fast travel when driving. Oh shit! I didn't even know that. Which kind of takes it takes some of the fun out of like the monotony out of the game. If you're like when you're just driving in, taking in the scenic routes. Mm-hmm. But this game is mainly for like obviously it's about Meredith, but it's about the the sur- the the surrounding characters whose lives you're you peek into 
being their male person or male woman. Okay, that's cute. And oh, I forgot to mention this. It takes place in 1986. So, oh, I, I remember seeing some stuff about that because they were like, "Oh, what are we going to rent from Blockbuster? How about uh, what Revenge of the Nerds or some shit like that?" They <laughs> reference like movies from the 80s. So, yeah, yeah, and is so. I was before I got a chance to play this game. Um, my power went out, hmm. and I was pretty much. I didn't want to be near my computer because, like, it was. Ha- I was. I had to do some. Like error, like I had to do some. I basically had to run some some scans. Ah, uh, okay. But I I was I called the Nextlander, um, like archive stream of them checking out the Steam Nextus games. Ah, uh huh. And the thumbnail to one of the to the like to the first I think the first day was the mail truck about to plunge into the river the the river <laughs> or the lake, okay. and I was like. I need to play that. I need to play this and see. See, like I, I, I didn't do no, nothing bad happened to the truck. I, I didn't do anything <laughs> bad. Good. But yeah, I, I think Graydon, you mentioned it in the in the chat. What? Or maybe when we did the E three wrap up, and that's like you have good taste in games. I do. Yeah, like games like uh like certain like with indie games. Can I interest you in Bioshock Infinite? Oh my fucking god, I saw this coming from a mile away. Oh my god, don't let it go to his head. God damn it. No, I think I'm I'm pretty good with indie games. I have I have a good knack for them. I just yeah. like I like indies that show off. I was actually talking to my girlfriend about this the other day cuz I was like, "Why we really I get I get angry when like my dad, for example, will be like, "I don't like indie games because they all just want to recreate what games looked like when I was a kid, and I'm tired of that. I want good things. I want things that look good." And it's like it, there is so much talent and creativity put into an indie game, and so many of these games are like one person. And then you read the Steam uh, reviews and people are shitting on like, oh, this this game's update is taking too long or whatever. It's like Has your dad one... played uh that dragon cancer? Oh no. <laughs> you should you should you should you should have him try that as just oh, like on to anything in Aperna, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. I gotta get him I gotta get him to do something. At one point I wanted to do like a a video series with him just playing indie games. But like I uh I don't know. There's just so much out there and it's like so many games that like one person does all the music, all the art, just everything. And that's insane to me. Like indie games are, I feel indie games are where true creativity is in, in the game, the world of video games. And I will forever embrace them. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm right and I here think, with you. Yeah, I think a big testament to that is like things like Penny Arcade Expo, like going to those and standing next to a developer and getting to play it with them and see the passion that they put into this thing. That's why I love like my strategy of going to conventions is go around the outskirts. Don't just go or or save PlayStation for the second day when you know what you want to play and then just start like that'll be your thing for the day is waiting in line there. But like your first day should be going around the outskirts and just grabbing a controller that's open at any booth and trying. Yep. 
that's how I found Alchemist Adventure, which I've played on the channel. That's how I found um, like the Kiwi, which is coming out later this year, which is going to be awesome. Like these game uh, shapes and beats, like just these indies that I love are the guacamole was was a thing like that oh wow. like oh yeah <laughs> they just they're, they're just oh we have like four computers set up hey walk over try it and that's why i will always like i encourage you to go to a convention when they come back and try just try these things it's it's so it's such a different world when you get to see the developers and they're not just like big wigs that want to make money Hell yeah. Hell that's yeah. it. That's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I yep. mean, hey, I agree with you. If you go to one of those events, here's the thing about going to those events. If you go try out all these indie games, it might be a lot to put all in one hand. You might have to juggle a few around, if you know what I mean, which leads me to the next game here. Now, here's the thing. Graydon, <laughs> the next game, you could talk about your next game, but I know you also are going to have a video for Lake. So do you just want to save your further impressions for Lake for that video, or do you want to say something real quick about Lake? Yeah, I mean, he said everything that was that was good about it. It's like, it's, it really is just kind of like a, it feels like a life simulator type of thing. Just like a, it feels like a like a male woman simulator, and <laughs> um, it not in a bad way, and it's very narrative driven. And I remember I I mention a lot in the video, like, oh, is there a part where there's going to be a plot twist? Like, if you if you played, um. I mean, in a similar realm to like a Firewatch or earlier this year, there was a game out called Nuts and it was just like, hey, the uh, gameplay, yeah. the, the gameplay is just uh, like photographing squirrels. But then like over time, it becomes a little different and there's some kind of plot twist or some kind of overarching narrative. And so I wonder if Lake will have that. The demo, I had seen videos going an hour and a half and I was like, Ooh. I do not want to sink an hour and a half into this um and like without it being oh i can actually play this full game now so i mm -hmm. i played a bit of it and uh that will be going up but to to segue um a game that was the perfect bite-sized demo actually two of my three games are like that um a juggler's tale is um i played this one a while back also yeah, I so I hadn't seen it before in any other demo event. And in the video that I did of it, I think I said that it didn't have a demo before. If it did, then I'm wrong. <laughs> but um, I had been wanting to try this since the very first moment I ever saw it because it utilizes a new, a brand new thing, like something I just never seen. And that was being a marionette. Like yeah. it's a it is a gameplay mechanic that is very smart and something like it's kind of like um what was that game that was a ps4 launch title i want to say perception but i'm wrong about the oh the shadows. oh fuck i know what you're talking about contrast contrast yep that's it yeah and it was a similar thing of like oh we're using shadows like we're busting out some shit we've never done before <laughs> and uh and now there have been other games like that but it's just like uh jugger's tale plays like limbo but you are um you are held back by your strings and you have to there are puzzle mechanics that you have to find out how to um overcome these puzzles because you're actually 
actually it is a bit similar to unravel in that regard but yeah. the art style is different and i like it a lot and uh the story sounds like it's going to be fun the only downfall of this demo was that it is literally the exact same demo i've seen multiple times um like i knew what was gonna yeah i knew what was gonna happen from start to finish but as i mentioned in the video it just felt good to have it in my hands for once um and yeah it was like nine ten i think it was nine minutes (laughs) and um (laughs) but it was a lot of fun it's it's beautiful it's narrated by a fun british guy who speaks in rhyme um yeah i like that too (laughs) but um yeah the the narrative was great which um that kind of that enhances indie games i mean i've been meaning to play bastion for a long time but i remember that was like the big thing about that game was it was narrated um so it uses a little bit of every of of a lot of indie games to make something that feels really original like which if that makes any sense at all (laughs) and uh and it's it's just beautiful it's a beautiful little thing and i'm really excited to see more of it try more of it i don't think it has a release date um the demo is still up on steam i got the page up so oh awesome definitely go try it then i i don't know if they're aiming for this year i think it got delayed last year into this year so we'll see what happens but yeah juggler's tale i'm super excited for it yeah also i got you on that one too uh we're over here updating the doc at the same time so it's all good um but yeah Juggler's Tale, I, like I said, I played it a while back. It definitely looks interesting, the whole having to account for your strings so you can't like go under things because you're being connected from the top. Stuff like that is very interesting, and it gives me it gives me Little Nightmares vibes without the nightmare part. Like, it's just genuinely cute rather mm-hmm. than being like sinister underneath. So yeah, definitely check that one out if you like a good little wholesome playthrough. Um but to say something that isn't wholesome at all, this one's about fucking shit up and doing it fun and in style. <laughs> uh, Severed Steel is the second game I want to give a big shout out to. I made a demo or demo. Oh, my God. If I made this demo, holy shit, someone's going to buy <laughs> me and it's going to be a fucking successful game. But um, I, I made a video on this one and I really think this game is really cool. It's basically uh, honestly, it's Titanfall 2 mixed with Mirror's Edge mixed with Super Hot. Um, the Titanfall 2 of it is you're put into a room and you can wall run anywhere you want. You can do like a kind of dolphin dive like Black Ops 1. You can dolphin dive at any point, even in the middle of the air, to give yourself just an extra inch of uh, distance in the air so you can get to another ledge. You can, uh, I think I already said you can wall run. You can burst through windows. You can kick people in the middle of the air. You can also like do this cool like matrixy thing where you can... If if there's an enemy behind you, you could just, you know, just turn around, but you could also like lift the mouse up and the entire perspective will be upside down while you're looking behind yourself and you can shoot somebody like that. That is like the sickest thing ever. And this is all in first person. So potentially disorienting if you're not used to that type of thing, but it is like the coolest shit if you're able to pull it off. Um, and there's just a bunch of like really cool movement mechanics like that. There's like all of, it's all about like racking up kills and keeping it for as long as you can so you know reward you for double kills triple kills headshots and then you get like special bonuses if you're you know if you just dove into a window and killed somebody while doing it or wall run kill or slide kill things like that 
and then um the mirror's edge of it is uh honestly just the movement mechanics as well but the the super hot of it is probably a little bit more interesting where in super hot you don't whenever you run out of ammo on a gun you kind of throw it away and just pick up the next gun the whole hook of this game is the character you're playing as she only has one arm so she can't reload because of that so when she runs out of a clip she just throws the gun away and picks up another gun off of another enemy and it really makes you it makes you think a little bit more because you're moving all fast and everything but if you're not next to an enemy that just got murdered so you can pick up their gun if you run out of ammo you can die pretty quickly in this game it's not like insta kill like you know like a call of duty match or something like that but it's very easy for like you to get swarmed if you're not paying attention um and then also much like super hot there are objectives that you have to get to in the game where you'll you'll be tasked to you can kill everybody in this room but really the main objective is to blow up this one server and then exit and then some some levels will have you kill every enemy in the room but it does do the thing where if you if you've killed all the enemies except like the last three it'll highlight them so you can just see them through walls so you can just go straight to them and just blow them away so you can finally get to the exit Uh, i really appreciate that and there's also some destruction in this game which would is really crazy because you would look at it and think, all right, it's already doing enough. There's a arm cannon that you get. If you play through the demo, there's this arm cannon you unlock at the end and you can go back into the arcade mode and use this arm cannon. And you can just blow holes through walls so you can just, you don't even have to wait for a door to be unlocked. You can just blow open a hole right next to the door and just walk through it. Uh, you can blow holes in the floor so you can walk to like the basement level or same thing for the ceiling. You just blow holes under people. Uh, shoot enemies through the through walls with this gun. And apparently there's going to be a lot of different upgrades with this arm cannon. And you'll have a bunch of different, I guess, grenades or just powers and stuff that you can use with it. Uh, it's very fun. It's very... It's a very just aggressive game. Like, it is all about getting in there and just moving and shaking. The one thing that I'll say that I had a problem with is... I mean, the game's not done, so I don't want to roast them too much. But there's this one level where you have to shoot some pistons at the top of this one uh, corridor. And if you try to shoot the pistons, your bullets will literally curve around the piston and hit the wall behind them. Like, it literally, I will shoot right at it. My reticle will be right at it. And I'm, like, not even an inch away from it. I'm right on it trying to shoot it. And I can see the bullet decal on the wall behind the piston, just going right through or just right around the piston. I don't know what's wrong with it. Every time I get to that level, I have to just get close to it and just kick it until it explodes because I can't shoot it. But other than that, it's very fun. It's very good. And yeah, it's just a good time. Uh, if you if you like Titanfall 2, if you like uh, any of the games I've mentioned, Super Hot, I'll also say, Instead of aiming down sights like in every other shooter, the left trigger uh, just slows down time. So that's how you're able to do all these stunts and everything and still have enough time to like pop shots in the middle of a backflip or whatever. Uh, It's a lot of slow-mo, but you earn slow-mo as you kill enemies and everything kind of feeds back into each other. That's also the way that you get health by just killing enemies as you go. Um, It's a lot of fun. So go ahead and try out Severed Steel. Um, I'm going to check to see, oh, the demo's still up on Steam. So yeah, go try this demo. It's really dope. It's really I, 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 I tried playing the demo. It wouldn't work. Me oh, too. really? It didn't work? For yeah. neither of you? Oh, it said, it, I got a, I got a narrow message saying, like, this awesome game has encountered a problem and needs to close. Wow. I don't know what the hell that 
means. I because I haven't had a single issue. It it ran for me and everything. I I was able to record a video. I think we'll see if it comes out okay. But it came out fine when I looked at it. Anyway, I don't know what's up with that. But they did confirm that it's coming to other platforms. I think it's just honestly. I think it's straight up coming to uh, what is it? PlayStation Four, Xbox, everything but Switch. I'm pretty sure. Uh. Yeah, it's on Unreal Engine, so fuck, I don't know what happened with it. Yeah, mine crashed at the same time like three three times. And it, Damn it. It made me really sad because I really wanted to play it. Damn it! This really sucks, man. I, I hate that this happened to y'all. Because I, I really do think this one's cool. If you're able to, I'm, I don't know why it just refuses to work. Uh, let me see if Severed Steel come into consoles. Severed Steel consoles. If it's coming to console, oh man, I don't want to look at fucking cabinets from IKEA. I should have, <laughs> I should have maybe honed in this uh, this search. Okay, a bit more. Uh, while while you're searching, I'll talk about the game I did get to play. Actually, I played played it earlier today. Ooh, I can confirm it's coming to PS4 later this year, so you'll be able to play it at some point in the future. But that's enough for me. So yeah, as you were saying, uh, I played a game called Omno. Yes. Omno. And ah, okay. This is maybe if it. Ha, have you heard of it, Emmett? Not at all. And it, it looks yeah. like a game that would be made that could be made in dreams. Oh yeah, this looks dreams as fuck. I'm looking at gameplay right now. It's it's simple in that dreamsy way. And from what the everything I did, not a single bit of violence. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, it's a yeah, puzzler. Like, it's a puzzler. Um. You're either like you're you're mainly like the beginning the the pre alpha demo as it's as it was re- referred to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just collecting uh, light bits yeah. or power shards from different like from uh, rocks, uh, animals, and actually or like little creatures. Like and they'll like squeal or something if you go in, if you go near them. Which made me like my heart sank every time that I heard that sound effect. Oh, it's one of those. But oh when the demo ended, like when it when it got to the point where it ended, mm-hmm. um, it it let it it just let you like basically like it, you're playing as a character with a staff, like a Gandalf, the gray staff. Look, looking at gameplay, I thought this was like a paintbrush, like some uh, what's that game on PlayStation? Uh, some Concrete Genie, like it had Concrete Genie vibes, and they're surfing on the paintbrush and stuff. I was like, oh, I thought that's what it was, but no, it's a staff. You're right. <laughs> and like at at the demo wasn't that long, or isn't that long, but it lets you use the Sid's uh, staff as a like a surfboard, like you're just. Or like like surfboard, skateboard, whatever you're just mm-hmm. yeah, like, it looks ro- very journeyish. Yeah, and I just put put in the chat. It said, "Seriously, stop playing." It's the end of the demo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I literally the gameplay that's on their Steam page right now is like a rebroadcast of a stream, and they're just surfing around the island, and it just says "end of demo" on the bottom the whole time. Yeah, and that I mean that. It wasn't it, technically. It wasn't that like the end of the demo has you like start like as I mentioned surfing around or skating around, but or hover, hoverboarding around. Yep. But 
you go through these rings, which are basically stargates. I'm just gonna say that because <laughs> I, I, I I'm a tortured soul of like being a Stargate fan. Are we all for our own fandoms? But yeah, uh, th- if I, this I really hope this game comes to more like comes to actually like either Xbox or PlayStation or this would be a great Switch game. I, I got great news for you. It is maybe maybe not the Switch. Actually, yes, it's coming to Switch, PS4, and it's Game Pass. Oh, thank God. So, like, I I might try this because this totally looks like a fun little like the movement mechanics in this are really speaking to me, and the fact that it's nonviolent. I could, despite me being Mister Shooter, I could I can fuck with a nonviolent game every now and then, and this seems like the perfect this seems like the perfect blend of okay, the movement mechanics will keep me in if it's not looting and shooting. So you know, I'm down. Also, I just have to just a little warning that if you do try the try the game, mm-hmm. the the noise if you, like I was playing the game with. Uh, like with headphone headphones on because while certain it'll just like there'll be a, a big ding yes to like mm. uh, to like so you'll know that or to notify you that you like that either you have enough shards or you, you like you press uh rb to mm-hmm. uh like fat sort of like fast travel th- throughout the level oh like the zoom thing he's doing yeah. in the gameplay and every time, every time you do that as well, it's like a, it's very loud. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. They might need to tweak the audio mix on this one a little bit, but, huh? I'm definitely gonna download this one. I don't know if I, if I saw gameplay of this, this is definitely something I would install. I'm actually gonna see if I. Nope, I definitely didn't have this one on here, so I'm gonna install this now while we're talking. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not. No. Not to briefly spoil something coming up, but I, having played both demos, I um, I felt that this one game gave off very similar Sable vibes. Ooh. Um, right. without, I mean, without the like story aspect because there wasn't anyone to talk to in it. There's no NPCs, <laughs> but just like it's basically a proof of concept. Yeah, in the way of like uh the the tra- traversal mechanics like it's it is a lot of fun um again did a video on this one too oh, and <laughs> but, yeah it's a it's a there's also platform el- platforming elements yeah hmm. it's very okay. pretty yeah i will be putting that on the list that is on there now uh <laughs> thanks for heads up on that one uh i guess graden next up is you now this one i made a video for and it will come out in a couple days I want to know what you think of it, because I feel like we're going to be different if this is one of your top three demos. Okay, um, so I, I too, made a video on this. Um, I'll probably end up putting it up as well. Um, yeah, please, but please. It, uh, so if you have ever played a game called Numa Breath of Life, uh, which was on it was on Xbox, well, at least. Call me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, it falls into this this hard to i don't know how to genre it like it's a first person puzzle game is that... it a big eyeball as the logo numa yeah yeah okay with the i believe All so right. yeah with a p um or kind of like um turing test also is another one uh possibly oh there's another one that i'm trying to think of but i can't remember it but there's just like there's this genre of first person puzzle games 
and kind of utilizing like a like a portal gun type of thing to get things mm-hmm. done and uh, i i struggle with it because over time they get really friggin' hard and i just kind of dip but for what the demo was of did i even say what it, the game was it's called no. Far- faraday protocol yeah faraday protocol yeah. <laughs> and uh it's a similar thing. So you are playing and the, the narrative was actually kind of funny. You play as like a guy who uh, shows up on like an alien planet and discovers a gun that for what it's used in the demo, it can kind of like suck energy and then shoot the energy and it mm-hmm. shoots it out of, it gets it from like these totems and they can open doors or uh, make el- uh, uh, staircases appear, make elevators work, and they just like applying power to terminals. And you use this to overcome essentially tests, much like Portal. And- so they press XXX and YYY. Oh, <laughs> what 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 is that, what, what is that reference to? Um, it's. Fr- uh, there was a Sony Z3 uh, 2006 uh, conference. Oh, they to, have for Portal. No, um, there's a very famous internet cl- uh, clip from one of the, I think it's from E3 2006, Sony's uh, c- conference from hell. Oh, yeah. the, is it the giant enemy crab thing? Yeah, like oh. if you press if you press XXX and YYY, you'll be sucked. Oh no! <laughs> Great. That. that was the that was the outro to um, the E3 recap. <laughs> oh, that God. was uh, that was the Konami. <laughs> the Konami. Okay, K- Konami. One million troops. <laughs> oh my God! God, I love that. Anyway, um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. Uh, there's the guy standing behind him just staring at him over his shoulder oh my god what a travesty anyway um so with faraday protocol yeah the the demo walks you through like three or four different chambers you're doing the puzzles and what i liked about it was that the final puzzle took a little longer because you had to like there were four different rooms and each one has a different kind of puzzle mechanic and you had to pass them all to get to the next room, which then ended the demo. And it just felt Mm. like this culmination of all of the things that you were, that you were doing um, to like, it's just, it's just a game that teaches you. That's, that's kind of it. It just, it teaches you how to play it. And I like that concept. Um, But yeah, I had a lot of fun with it and I referenced a couple times that I feel in the full game, it will get harder and I will get more afraid of it. But for what the demo was, I had a really good time with it. And it's just one of those games that you just kind of feel smarter as you like you you just you have those uh, light bulb moments where you're just like, oh, oh, damn it. Hey, I did that thing. And now I get how I can go on. And uh, yeah. what? So did you not like it? It's less that I didn't like it. It's one of those where like I can I can accept what this game is. I can appreciate this game for what it is. I think the main problem with it is that I started because this is part of I streamed like a bunch of Xbox demos in one go uh, a couple nights ago. I started that stream like at nine something. Uh, I think I started playing that at midnight. 
<laughs> so by the time I got to it, my brain was like, sleep time soon, right? And then I was like, <laughs> no, we're going to use our brain to solve puzzles. And then oh, like, no. three puzzles in, I was like, all right, I get it. Goodbye. <laughs> well, that was it. If you, if you did the three puzzles, that was all it was. See, I, you know what? That makes sense. Cause that last puzzle you were explaining that had multiple rooms and everything. Yeah. That's where I stopped playing. Ah. Cause I was like, all right, this is, this is going to like be a little bit more involved. I don't know if I have this in me to figure out, but it did look, it, it looked pleasant. It looked appealing, but it also looked like very, um, like when you talk about what's the other game you said, not Fenuma, but the other one, the one from Turing Test. Turing test, yes. Turing test gave me similar vibes of actually no. Turing test might not be the game I'm thinking of. There's a game from my uh, cryo team. I bet it's the one that I'm trying to think of. Talos Principle. Talos Principle. That's yep. the one I think of. Yep, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. That game really gives me vibes of this where they both look a little bit like they look double a as fuck. Like they're trying to go for like this super detailed thing, but it's like, it's really easy to make pretty architecture and like yeah. structures. Like that's really easy, but it's suspiciously lacking any characters or any mm -hmm. like humans, except for like the hand model in the first person game. So it's like, it, it just has that feeling of, to me where it's like, all right, this is very much so like low budget because you could tell they made look pretty the thing that they could make look pretty. Um, but like, as far as a puzzle game goes, it looks like it would be really fun to like figure out if I had the patience for it and didn't start playing it at midnight. Um, so yeah, it's one of those games where I don't think I am like looking out for it per se, but you know, I, I got into Portal, got into Portal too, so... I think I could get with it if I had the patience for it, but yeah. I need the story to do a little bit more for me to keep me moving because the story seemed like it's here, but it's more of a justification to just do some puzzles. Side note, but we really need a genre name for that because I also like looking at it. The witness falls into that co uh, category as mm. does. Um, there's a PC game called Relicta that, uh, the the demo is out for that Re games bro <laughs> relicta <laughs> it's actually the demo was really fun and i keep it's it's like up there on my wish list for when it's on sale i will grab it um but it's like they're all just called first person puzzle games and i don't think that that works because portal like portal utilizes the same kind of gameplay mechanics as like half-life but they're very different games and portal like first person puzzle game doesn't do it for me it's kind of like how like I, have, like I i guess you could just call them portal likes maybe uh, yeah like or an fpp an yeah. fpp like walking <laughs> simulator i used to hate the term of and then now i've kind of been able to put like a a loving spin on that to make it be like oh that's not a bad thing it's just it's it a walking simulator is the name of the genre and that's just nice. Yeah. But like, I feel like people used to be like, Oh, that was a, a put down, but I want like some kind of thing, a tangible thing. Maybe I will go with portal. Like, cause that's, that's, that's the perfect yeah. way for it. I mean, we, we say roguelike all the time and roguelike doesn't sound weird because no one is ever thinking or talking about the original rogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's only weird to say portalite because portal is still like a thing people 
talk about and reference but mm-hmm. like so many people have borrowed from it it's like how we used to say doom clone and then we just figured out yeah. oh first person shooter is like you're shooting things in the first person we don't really know what the main verbs of a portal like is because yeah. they differentiate so much because puzzle mechanics are so expansive so i say go for portal like man it works there's even a list here i looked up portal like and i got best games like portal talos principle <laughs> turing test <laughs> um cube counts stanley parable yeah these are these are oh, good man. ones that takes me back <laughs> stanley yeah, parable was a great game yeah that's one i have that on pc but you want to talk about Se- severed steel not working uh what is it uh stanley parable does not run on my machine don't know why oh i mean i it's remember p- playing that like when it first launched oh boy god no spoilers at all yeah no clue what you're signed up for yeah i just like i I played the, like I, I started the game, and then five minutes later it was it was I was done. I'm like, what did I did I, did I, I spent a bunch of money on this game? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it'd be like that. Well, hey, it'll come to consoles eventually with some added content, so you'll have a reason to replay, and I'll have a reason to finally get it running on something. Hopefully, it won't blow up my PS5. Um, but speaking of blowing up, one of these indie games that seems like it's getting a lot of attention is Sable. Uh, this is one, this is my last game that I'm going to be talking about here. Uh, Sable, I've been super excited about. We've had eyes on it for, I think it's been around for like a year and a half. Like it's just been in press conferences, in showcases, just looking pretty. And God, this game, it looks gorgeous. Like it looks like it shouldn't exist. Like it's, it's one of those games where it's like, it's, it's so pretty and it's not pretty in the way that like an Uncharted or a Last of Us Part 2, where it's like, oh man, Uncanny Valley. It's just the art style that it has with this like super bold comic booky art style. It just, it just looks so otherworldly that I don't understand how it runs on a video game system like live like it feels like something that should be pre-rendered at all times but it isn't it's real live gameplay and i think it's really cool but when it gets right down to it i i think i'm gonna enjoy this game when i'm able to play the full thing playing the demo it it felt like like i know a demo is supposed to be a tease like there's no there's no you know badness on my part for understanding that but this sable demo really felt like oh man we're just gonna just put you on the edge of it like the whole story of the demo is like apparently you're playing the character you're playing as i don't know if her name is sable but i'm gonna call them sable uh they are preparing on their journey where they're gonna go out and explore the whole world but you start in this little opening area where you're learning how to climb and you're learning how to glide and you're learning how to you know drive your little skiff around your little sand bike and oh my god it was so slow pace where I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a sand bike, right? And then you're the character you go to get your sand bike. It's like, oh, fuck, I forgot to make your sand bike. Uh, here, take this broken, this slow <laughs> one and go get your pieces for your new sand bike. And then we'll make you a new sand bike. So I'm here oh, driving the slow sand bike. And I'm like, fuck. Dri- driving the slow sand, uh, sand bike. The way the, the, like the, the way the visuals looked from like the sand, obviously like going, oh, going. puffs. Yeah, oh, I loved every bit of that. See, yeah, it looked gorgeous. Like, the whole game just looked unreal visually. But, like, just that opening segment, like, I played the demo for 42 minutes. That's how long the video is on the uh, on our YouTube channel. But, like, it felt like in that 42 minutes, I should be making, like, some progress. Like, 
in a demo like this and a game like this where it's all about the exploration and it's all about climbing and it's all about like i feel like just getting around and exploring is going to be what's fun about sable i didn't want the taste of that to be here's this very restrictive opening moment where you're not really exploring too much and you're really just going to the objectives because there's not too much to explore and i don't even have enough climbing stamina to be able to really get around you know it, it just felt it it just didn't hit for me. The demo didn't hit. But I could, because I know the type of game this is, like, it does a very good job of saying, oh, this is going to be about exploring. This is going to be about upgrading your your grip strength. Because its climbing system is very much so Breath of the Wild or uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, a better comparison for me. Um, it definitely seems like it's going to be that type of game. But just because you're starting at level zero at the beginning here, it really feels like, man, can we just take off the shackles so I can dance? You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, that's my main qualm with the demo itself. But the game, I'm still super excited for. You can try out the demo if you want, even though I just shat on the demo. Uh, it is still up on Steam. You can go ahead and try it out. But, uh, yeah, when the full game comes out, I I don't know if it's going to be on Game Pass or anything, but I really hope I can play this, you know, pretty i want to play it this year so i can have it on the game of the year list i know that's one thing i do a lot where i'm like ah oh, raji uh ancient uh ancient story i really like that game buy it and then don't play it until the next year <laughs> so i don't <laughs> want to do that for sable i want to get on top of that as soon as it comes out in september so yeah that's all i gotta say on sable anybody else got stuff to say on sable <laughs> or do we want to go ahead and move to the next game Nah, I I tried Sable 2. I thought it was a similar kind of thing. It was like once I got to that point where it was like um I mean the the whole game felt like what I think Breath of the Wild is probably like and once it got to that point where you were at the top of the tower and it's like, "Hey, if you use this these kind of binoculars, you can go over to one of four different places to try to find parts for your bike." I was like, "Okay, this is the full game and I'm not really willing to play that right this moment." Like it should have just stopped there, but yeah, it kept going, and it, yeah, it's just it turns me off kind of in a similar way to like Lake or something like that, where it was just like I don't want to be able to play this much of your game. I get that it's coming out soon, but if it's already this much of the game, that's not a demo. <laughs> like, so I I kind of gave up on it, but I I definitely thought it was really good, and I'm looking forward to it a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah same here same here can't wait for sable that that game's gonna fucking that game's gonna fuck <laughs> oh no <laughs> excited for that i don't know why i got so aggressive well one thing you don't want to hear if you're someone who fucks is that they always run which is the next game out jesus <laughs> this was a terrible transition but i'm gonna buckle down on it anyway it is now after midnight and the freaks are out so tell me about <laughs> they always run <laughs> so you play as Aiden, a three-armed mutant who uh, is a bounty hunter. Stop naming characters Aiden, please. Does does he pierce with any one of those three arms? Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I really have just taken a turn for the worse. Once it went past like one fifty or two twelve fifty, something has changed in me. I think. <laughs> I feel like we we have too many game characters that are named Aiden. And not enough that are named Grayson. Like when, <laughs> when is this uh, a subtle attempt to get your name in a game? I kind of, 
I I don't like I really don't like Aiden. I like Aiden Pierce a lot, but I don't like which another hot take. <laughs> but uh I know mic drop, but like the new guy in Dying Light 2 was named Aiden, or maybe he's not even new. I guess he's just he's no, the same guy. He, no, it's a different person. Yeah, it's a oh, different okay. person. There's like a fifteen year time jump between okay. Dying Light one and two. But then uh in Boy, like in Bulletstorm, his name was Grayson. Well, that was his last name, but I always liked that. And I wish there was more Graysons. Anyway, I digress. Aiden Pierce. <laughs> so uh, they always run is a 2D platforming platforming side scroller. And I didn't I played about five to ten minutes. And this game is up your alley. Um, It feels like something that it feels like a game that would have been out that that would have come out like like it has it has the art style of what's that game uh another another world yeah okay oh, yeah. thank you for saying that because i was trying to pin it down while looking at this thing and like uh, the, the game the demo starts with uh, like the tutorial and you like a bunch of like three or three to six like tough people like you're you're or you're in a bar they they they're like they're threatening you and you um you you counter them counter them and then you you expose your third arm because mm, sounds like, gross well <laughs> we we've had it, the police called on us three times this episode it's fine <laughs> uh so the way the the Aiden's third arm works you counter enough and like it uh you hold LB and use the right thumbstick Oh. And it's like an instant kill for like most most of the enemies. Wow. That's interesting. And on on the Steam on the store Steam store page. Yep. Like it like later seeing where the game goes, I was not expecting any of that. Like hmm. there's a moment where you're, like you just you jump through the you're, you're doing a, like a leap like a like a or like a leaping dash with a gun. Huh. And like, are you, it seems like a big thing of it is that the third arm is like doing a bunch of like extra shit. Yeah. So you're constantly, like, you're constantly, um, you're constantly outnumbered hmm. some, most of the time, like three to one, but yeah. you have, you have swords in the demo of these, you have swords in two hands and your third hand just is like, an, like as I mentioned, is basically an auto kill. Hmm. And it's it, it feels pretty pretty odd going from Omno, like a very peaceful, nonviolent game, to They Always Run, which is feels like a metal album or metal a me, like a heavy metal game from the eighties. Yeah, it's definitely violent. Kind of gives me I don't know why, but I it kind of gives me my friend Pedro vibes. Just like not necessarily with the art style or the gameplay. It's just like the third hand just makes yeah. combat look very dynamic in the same way. And stra- strangely, like, like it was steam. They have certain, like let's say like similar to, to, to uh, games you played. And apparently they always run as similar to Jedi fallen order. So it all, all comes full circle. <laughs> there you go. All full circle. I guess we, I guess they always run it, into it, each other. It's, it's like Pochi. They rhyme. Exactly. Bingo, bingo, boingo. So shout out to that. So yeah, that that demo is also still on the uh, on the Steam page here if you want to download it. And also what I found out while looking all this up, 
the Steam Next Fest is still up. Like you can still go to the page and see what demos are still available to download. Oh, so wow. like I'm gonna include a link to just that main page there in case y'all want to just go there and see what else is there to dig your teeth into. Um, play anything that we've mentioned except for Crypto Shooter. So, uh, but <laughs> lastly, I want you to talk about the last game that you have on your list here, Graydon. Tell me about Game Deck real quick. All right. Um, so Game Deck is a game that when I first heard about it, I remember writing to Alan and being like, hey, I think this is something that's up your alley. And I decided to finally give it a shot. And I feel that it, probably still is weirdly i think it's kind of up connor's alley because he's talked about disco elysium so much and it's got a very similar vibe um game deck is i don't know if it's based on but it's heavily inspired by like tabletop rpgs and the whole like um it's isometric it's very cyberpunky and it's like you are a detective in a virtual type of world and in the demo you have to figure out how this death how this person died that you seem to be attached to um i did a video on this it goes fairly long um because it's a pretty meaty demo but you end up talking to a bunch of different people one guy needs something done you can go about it or when you go to the other person it involves they can turn it back on him and you can fight the other guy instead you can hack into people's like robot companions you can uh you can try to like forcefully get someone to tell you information or you can sneak into their ship and find evidence to help you figure it out yourself. Like there's multiple different choices you can make. Um, and it was very, very blade runner. Very, um, I don't know what else to compare it to. Like just, a just that, that heavy choice making branching, uh, dialogue choices, um to me it looked oh go ahead no go ahead i I was just gonna say to me it looked like a top-down version of deus ex because that's like the closest to a game like this i would have played um just you know without the combat and everything but it definitely is seems like it's hitting a similar vibe where it's just like oh here a lot of options and all these options are going into one another and Everything leads to something else, and there's consequences for everything. It definitely has that type of vibe to it. I actually, I installed this one mm-hmm. just because I looked at the video for because when when the Steam Next Fest first showed itself, I scrolled through the whole list on the front page and just downloaded everything that looked halfway interesting, just so I could like try out a bunch of stuff. And I that one I saw the trailer play for two seconds, so I was like, all right, it looks cool. I'm gonna play it. And then yeah. I downloaded it. There was no controller support. I was like, wait a second, what type of game is this? And then I looked at the actual genre and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very much um, like it's you click to move. It's just a point and click type of top down looking thing. Um, when I first wait. heard of it. No, go ahead. Ironically, I just I, I'm, I just I'm sorry. I just started downloading it. Yep, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I I don't know why I think that it's like. It's very much your thing. Um, well, I'm also Mr. Like Mr. Fallout, um, yeah. Baldur's Gate, Encased. Yeah, you know? that might be it. I think it, it's, it does have like 
that Baldur's Gate type of feel from what I've seen of the third one that it's just like, oh, if you have this skill, you can you can hack this thing or you can uh, if you're very char- charming, you can charm them into giving you the information like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I had first seen this game, I was on the uh, ride in the high of a game called Lucifer Within Us. I believe that's what it was called. And I, I I bought that game and didn't play much of it. And I'm really sad that I haven't, (laughs) but it's uh, like another like like detective game. Yeah. Like a, an isometric detective kind of game. Walk around. Hey, do you know, do you know where, what happened with this murder? What's your, your alibi? Tell me about this thing. And you piece together the, the crime scene. I just, oh, I, there are, there are little like niche things to me that I don't wear on my sleeve much, (laughs) but like, (laughs) I love mystery games. God, I love Sherlock Holmes shit. I love, remember murdered soul suspect. Oh yeah. A lot of people love that game. God, that fucking game. Like I, Oh, I just love things like that. And, um, that, that new Sherlock Holmes game. I'm so mad. We didn't get any kind of release date on that. It's still just saying coming soon. It's been delayed like twice. Um, but, like yeah, I'm just a sucker for that kind of thing. So I I'm really interested in more of Game Deck. I think it's a world that I could really get into. I don't know if there's any kind of combat. There wasn't in the demo, but it it's just it just scratches that itch of like, oh, I can get it's the kind of world I want to get lost in cuz like uh, I've said for years like, oh, a Witcher 3 kind of scares me. Like I don't want to even try it because it's so it's, big. It's so it just it's an expansive world that goes on and on and it's just too overwhelming. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. And I can do that with like an Assassin's Days Gone, Creed. But more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, you're really you really hate Days Gone. I here's the thing. I enjoy Days Gone and I am having fun playing it and I'm interested in the characters and I'm invested in what's happening. I am just flabbergasted that I'm about to hit hour twenty and I don't feel like I'm anywhere near the end. <laughs> That's my I mean, whole thing. You could always um, just buy the Steam version, mod it, mod the fuck out of it, and just like get beat beat it in half time, half the time. You know what? That's a great point. But like, I got it for free through PlayStation Plus. So like, why spend money to beat it fast? Like, honestly, I could just spoil it on YouTube if I really wanted to. But I know people keep telling me the ending is fantastic. So I'm like, all right, it's just like it's just it like really the too. If you it's get like, that ending. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I choose the right one, God help me. Um, I'm just going to choose what I want. But yeah, I, I don't want to shit on Days Gone a bunch, but it's just very long. <laughs> but hey, it sounds like Game Deck won't quite have that problem, huh? I mean, it might, but it's just like, I, I'm ready for it. Like, I would love to just get kind of lost in that and just just have that be the thing like i don't know if it's going to be broken down into uh like certain cases or whatever i will say though and uh i guess it's a a tiny it's not even really a spoiler at one point in the demo and far into the demo as you'll see in my video uh, a man a man comes up to you A man comes up to you and he tells you to sign this thing to get the next thing to happen. And you can refuse because there's choices or you can sign it. I was like, hell no. And I refused. 
And then I found that the demo breaks if you refuse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Alan, if you want to see the end of the demo, uh, sign it. <laughs> and yeah i was wandering around and like there are forums about the last steam festival there was and people were like oh yeah this demo is broken and it seems that it's the same build and they didn't really fix that unless i'm just dumb but it like i was just like no and then i got to this loop where i would just keep talking to him and he was like well do you want to sign it and i was like yes sign it then he's like well do you want to sign it and you just like can't you can't break it and you the only way that you can go back to your apartment to analyze something that's needed is to to sign it (laughs) so refusing breaks it and hence my video ended but uh (laughs) but yeah for for what it was the near hour that i played of it was a lot of fun and i know that i said like that's not really a demo but for a game like that that seems like it's going to be huge i i put an hour into it because literally literally the map of the demo is just a circle and there is so much you can do in that circle by just talking to different people going back and forth like i felt like i barely scratched the surface of the game in an hour and Hmm. and that was perfect like I, I, I'm really excited to see where this game goes and it looks really pretty. Like it's very, it's very good looking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. The art style definitely captured me. And uh, yeah, game debt looks interesting. Let me ask this. Have either of you played Doki Doki Literature Club? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. I was going to say, well, wait, Al, have you played it? Uh, no, but I, I, I know I've seen the ending. Ah oh, damn. Okay, I, I I'm not gonna spoil well, the ending or anything, but well, I I've seen the ending, but I didn't. I saw. I kept. I kept seeing it uh, out of context. Okay. Okay. Well, in that case, there's potential. That game is totally free on Steam. You should probably pick it up or yep. wait for the Plus edition that's coming to consoles soon. But um, th- that's when free you... on Steam. Legit, it's free on Steam. I think that. Well, I don't know if it's free now. Let me see. Doki. Okay, Literature Club Plus is coming out, and that's not going to be free when that drops in a couple months. But the original Doki Doki Literature Club, totally free on Steam. You can pick it up right now. There's wow. a $10 DLC you can pick up to get the soundtracks and wallpapers, a bunch of other little doodads. But yeah, that first game was free. That game is incredible for free. Yeah, oh my it's god. It's incredible for the $15 free. that the Plus is going to be. I think it's 15 bucks. Okay. Yeah, it's 15 bucks. I paid 30 for the physical edition just so i can get all the doodads yeah yeah so apparently a... apparently this game is similar to metro exodus and resident Evil village <laughs> god no holy shit the i mean the reason i bring up doki doki is because game deck the demo breaking at the end i totally thought that was like on purpose and that was just like oh well, no you didn't sign it it breaks no that <laughs> would be like funny a, though a subversive thing that it could do i don't know that would have been cool if that was the case but not to not not to spoil anything because i really i i'm not going to spoil anything about doki doki like literally it's just a it's a visual novel go try it out but there's a part of it of course that uh the i will cryptically say this to you because i want to just see if your opinion is the same i was talking with a friend of mine who had played it and Mm-hmm. he was like oh well there's some stuff in that game that i don't think will work on a console and i thought yeah. i thought but what if it does <laughs> like like can you 
imagine that possibly going on on like your switch or something or would that just not work here here's my thing there are ways they could get around that i'm thinking like i know i i've never played uh undertale but as far as i understand it undertale has some similar stuff oh. to that big like you're talking about like the final ending thing you have to do right um yeah and yeah. how much like you were talking about the demo breaking yeah yeah i think there's no way to do that exact thing on a console but i think they could do something similarly wild on a console it, it just might not have the exact same impact i, I don't think uh yeah. but hey man i i think what that game does is still really cool and really oh fuck plus comes out june 30th holy shit i thought it was july fuck that's next week <laughs> literally next week oh my god i i just got really excited holy shit um but yeah i i think i think it's possible we'll see but i don't know i i have full faith in team salvato I think that's how you say the guy's name, Salvatore. Yeah. I have full faith in him, man. I, I think he's a wizard. I saw him at Momocon once. He's cool. Oh, uh, so, yeah. I, I think he can he can figure it out. If Undertale can be on consoles and no one's really complaining about a lack of things in that version, then, yeah, I think Doki Doki is probably going to be fine. Now We'll find out in a minute. Now that I think about it, and not to keep going, but I was watching um, an outside Xbox video the other day, and it was like their top top moments when a game freaked them out or something and one of them was a thing i totally forgot about in pt when the oh. game when just a splash screen comes up like the game breaks and a screen comes up and it's just like i'm on my way or something do you oh, remember yeah. this <laughs> i i haven't heard of this or i haven't seen this but i have heard of it it, it was like it's terrifying and it says it in like multiple different languages and it just like your whole game just goes and then it restarts the demo again. Oh, like is, that, you, is that when it makes you think that you're the, like the save file is corrupt? Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I remember hearing like that. I remember so, hearing yeah. <laughs> people who like actually thought that was, that was an like it was really happening. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Took their PS4 in for repairs. Jeez. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. to P.T., man. That could be cool. But hey, we're getting abandoned soon. Shout out to Blue Box. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm not digging into that. We don't have time anymore because we've been talking for almost three hours, I think. This has been a jam-packed episode. Let me make sure of, of that statistic. Yeah, we're about 10 minutes away from three hours, and that is wild. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, let's get to the housekeeping stuff real quick. Uh, luckily for you guys, there isn't too much housekeeping stuff except for of course you're going to see a lot of steam links at the bottom referencing all of our just the top three games all of the top three demos that we mentioned are going to be linked down there so you can check all those out on steam uh you'll be seeing a lot of videos from us for a lot of these games uh some of which we're about to shout out but the ones that we talked about you can click through there look at them on steam see if they're coming out on console so on and so forth but to start with the stuff that we've been working on on the proper site, uh, Xbox Design Lab returns. Here are some. Here's what some have designed. Uh, I believe this is another one from uh, Josh. Let me make sure. Yeah, it's as he. I'm not gonna say what he referred to the the whole thing as. Uh oh. Like, <laughs> as far as like the type of article it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I won't quite say that then. But um, this is him just, you know, showing off a lot of the custom designs. Because if, if you've noticed during E3, they did bring back the Xbox Design Lab for the Xbox Series X and S controllers. And a lot of people have just been going ham, showing some really cool custom designs. Uh, I'm one of them. One of my uh, yeah, designs is on here. Wasn't it, what, Newsweek or? Oh, shit. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Fuck. Yeah. Where's, I'm going to find a Newsweek article put in the, the housekeeping, too. Um, yeah, during this whole thing, uh, so yeah, I put up a whole bunch of custom controller designs and apparently Newsweek picked up one of these designs just randomly out of the blue. Um, like you made a bunch. Yeah. Like, uh, cause you can go through to the Xbox design lab website and just like customize the colors and everything and then save the images and, you know, do whatever you want with them. I have a big Twitter thread, and the link is actually the first tweet of that thread is what he uses on the uh, article here. But I just went through and just made a bunch of them. I made some for Saints Row, uh, and I've made like almost, I think, 30 of them now, maybe a little bit more. I've made Jesus. some for a bunch of games. I've made some for Octane from Overwatch. I made some for Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I've made some for The Incredibles, and then a bunch of albums. I got one for To Pimp a Butterfly, some for... Uh, the Low End Theory by Tribe Called Quest, some Wu-Tang Clan, 36 Chambers, even Ariana Grande, Yours Truly, some Beyonce. I got a lot of random ones in here. I made one for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, for Christ's sake. Uh, so. You made one for Lucio, right? Uh, yes, that's one of the first ones I made. Yes, yeah. yeah, I made one for Lucio. Life is Strange, which is a is one okay. that a lot of people okay. like. We're going to find this. Oh, okay. I'm just going to link it. I'll, you know what? Now that I'm talking about it, I'll link it in the housekeeping, and then I'll just have that to where y'all can check this out, too. <laughs> so, yeah, that will be down here at the Baltium, in the Baltium Cornia. I don't know why I did it like that. I don't know why I said that in a bad French accent. Um, so, yeah, Xbox Design Lab. A bunch of cool designs there from all over the internet, including yours truly. I made a whole bunch of them. You can check it out there, too, if you would like. Um, also, in addition to that, we have a bunch of YouTube things that we've been doing as well. Uh, the Captain Returns, VGU Plays Life is Strange 2, Episode 2, Part 5, from yours truly, Graydon, over here. Uh, that Let's Play continues, where he's, you know, trekking along through Life is Strange 2. And, uh, yeah, that, I am very impressed by, <laughs> I did not realize Life is Strange 2 was that long. Because isn't it, is it only three episodes, or is it five? Five. Five. Oh, okay. That's why. All right. I've been misled. <laughs> Tell me why is three chapters or three yeah. episodes. All right. That's probably what I was mixing up. That's probably what I was mixing up. But hey, man, if you want to see somebody play through Life is Strange 2, you already saw us play through one. You already saw us play through uh, Before the Storm. Now go ahead and see what we think of two. And uh, yeah, go ahead and tag along and, on that one. And who knows? Maybe when the remaster comes out, there may be another one with someone finally talking for a uh, for a let's play yep tease 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 so yeah go ahead and check that out um and then after that uh i'm, I'm just gonna skip to the next two because there's like a chunk of four videos i made um so yeah we also have a vgu plays here uh by the name of i think this is another josh joint actually i watched a little bit of this one this is a josh joint uh you died but a necromancer revived you just a little bit of gameplay of that game it looks like a I don't know if I want to call it a puzzle platformer, but it's like a top-down, kind of got to time your moves right, a bunch of hazards to avoid, and there's two characters you're controlling at once. It's a very interesting, weird game. 
So I I'd say go ahead and check that one out. It's definitely definitely worth taking a look at just to see what's up with it. Um oh boy. <laughs> uh y'all found the Twitter thread, I see. Um anywho. <laughs> um and then another one that we want to give a shout out to, and I believe this is one that you were uh, referencing earlier, into the Spider-Verse, the hero's journey, and the myth of Spider-Man. Um this is a video essay from Braintap. I believe this is the one you were referencing. Yeah, Josh Mobley. Yeah, Josh Mobley over there doing the damn thing over at BrainTap. A lot of he has a lot of videos on his channel. These look and like they are all mm-hmm. good. Like, like okay, the um the gateway for, the gateway drug for me for that was like his mm-hmm. Star Wars stuff, and the then I just Metaclorians. Yeah, and I just start, kept watching more and more and more. That's what and, you do. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I have that uh, that Spider-Man video that just came out. I have that in my watch later. I'm going to check this out. And I'm probably going to stay on this because, you know, I love a good video essay. So I'm going to peep that. And then as far as it goes for me, I have a big chunk of just demos from these events that I've been playing. Um, you can check the YouTube channel right now and you'll see demos of me playing Splitgate, which is finally coming to consoles pretty soon. Uh, Tunic, which is the big Xbox demo that everybody's been talking about. Spoiler alert, I don't love Tunic as much as everyone else, but I respect the fact that everyone else likes it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I tried then, that. I was not. Nope. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely not for me, but. I respect it. Um, and then I also play Paint the Town Red, like we talked about earlier. And then I also play Sable, like I talked about earlier. And I got some more coming along uh, from Xbox and also from PC. You'll be seeing those later in the future. Uh, and that's everything, man. Oh, and I already talked about the Twitter thread where I designed a bunch of controllers for random things. Uh, I'm happy with that thread, man. I was just doing it for fun, but then everybody kind of latched onto it. So I'm like, yeah, man, these are cool, damn it. I, it's not really much effort because all I did was click a bunch of buttons on a website and people like legit people are in that thread like, oh, man, can you do one for Naruto? And I'm like, bro, I'm just doing this for fun. Like, <laughs> like respect to you. But that's not really why I'm here. But anyway, we've talked for way too long. That's like when I, I tried to fun. make some town mm-hmm. tunes for fucking the hosier Reddit. And then every fucking person came out of the woodwork and wanted me to make every song yeah oh my lord yeah i'll do some of them but i don't know like legit one person was like hey can you do this one like anime song from this one battle here's the youtube video of the battle can you (laughs) like dude i don't know what the hell you want from me yeah that (sighs) that gets really weird shout out some people are like oh man no nas and i'm like oh yeah you're right i do like nas i'm gonna make one of his like that (laughs) one sometimes but it like there are so many people in there like oh man can you do some fucking uh yu yu haka show and i'm like i don't know what the fuck that is i know it's an anime but i will never look it up i apologize but... i will never look it up yeah I'm you just do gonna... the oblongs <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do some roly poly oly ones next uh... <laughs> please god oh boy but yeah i hey inspiration struck me at very random time i made a chucky finster one like and it looks really cool so like Mm. i might fuck around with this a little bit more but anyway speaking of fucking around we've been fucking around way too much on this podcast we've been talking for a very long time it's getting to the point where i should sleep now so i can wake up early enough to edit this thing before i go to work tomorrow so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up uh thank you all for listening and of course thank you graden and now for joining me on this episode here today what Uh, 
Oh, go ahead. Can I can I uh, drop a little announcement? Oh, please go ahead, oh. man. So we I mentioned I, I was talking to Emmett about this prior to uh, recording. Uh, mm. Expect some old stuff from VGU's past to show up sometime soon. Yes, Ooh. yes, that's a very exciting announcement. If you, I'll just I'll just old, leave it with that mm-hmm. tease. Yeah, if you're an old school VGU fan, be on the lookout for the next couple days. So excited for that! Uh, and what were you cool. gonna say, Graydon? Uh, when does this podcast go up? I'm planning on putting it up uh, Wednesday morning. So I usually try and get these out on Wednesdays. If I'm dead tired tomorrow morning, it might not be till late that night. Cool. Well, I just want to say to whoever's out there listening that I am currently the highest bidder on a copy of Disney Extreme Skate Adventure for GameCube on eBay. And I swear to God, if any of you (laughs) ruin my (laughs) highest bid by Thursday at 3.16 p.m. What's what's, what's the bid? What's the amount? (laughs) It it is a dollar. (laughs) Oh, 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 you shouldn't have said it! You shouldn't have said it! Someone's petty enough to drop two bucks on that just to spite them. I'll drop 20. Hey, I'll put... I will pay 25. Disney Extreme Skate Adventure. Actually, no, I won't because that's like the buy it now and I'm trying to go about that. Oh, then I'll do that. Is it the one with the 445 shipping? No, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Why are you doxing me? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm done. He's not not Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, another good current event reference. Uh, All right, well, we had a lot of fun on here. Before I dox anybody, we're about to go ahead and sign off here. So uh, this has been all of us. This has been the Players Club Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Oh, yeah, I'm Emmett Watkins Jr. I forgot to say my name again. Uh, Anyway, this has been us. I'm out. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it real, and play on player. It's not at 1.30 in the morning. All right, good night. (laughs) 